June 7th, 2019, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, live from the Troy Lee Design Saloon, it's the Whiskey Throttle Show. Thanks for tuning in. That's right, make some noise. That's right. So tonight we're going to continue our trend of having some odd uh, formats and topics and guests. Um, it is not a typical just one-man show tonight. We've got basically some friends of Troy Lee Designs coming up to share their favorite stories of the man himself, Mr. Troy Lee. Um, this is going to be a good, good time. There, it is, there is some good ones. Um, we're going to have Troy on down the road to kind of do his own show and his own story. But tonight it's more about his friends telling some of the good stories that he might leave out on his own. So uh, we're going to cover a lot of those tonight. A lot of them involve alcohol. I'm going to just kind of give you a little heads up on that. So <laughs> buckle up. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm David Pinger, your host. As with, with me as always, GL, my man here, multi-time national supercross world champion. Sure. Thank you. Lots of championships. And over here in the corner, our monkey on the, on the computer is Mr. Donnie Bales, our producer. How's it going? Welcome back, Donnie. Yeah, thanks. Just coming back from a knee surgery. You all right, buddy? Yeah, I'm good to go. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Good enough to sit down here. <laughs> good enough yeah, to sit in the go. chair? Yeah. Well, tonight, uh, all of our guests are brought to you by PowerDot. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with PowerDot, go to PowerDot.com and check them out. This, this is a tool that is basically a must for any athlete, uh, but it's also really beneficial to anybody. Hey, even... Non-athletes use it. Even non-athletes. Yeah. He has, I used, hey, come I used on, tell it. us your testimony. No, no, it, it Let's worked. Let's hear it. It's got a ton of swelling out of my leg. It was amazing how, how well it worked. Yeah, so it basically uh, uses electrical impulses to contract muscles, which flushes out swelling, um, introduces new pathways to make that muscle fire. Uh, so it's great for warm-up. It's great for massage. It's great for rehabilitation of injuries. Um, really just all-around awesome product. Check them out. Type in Whiskey Throttle at checkout. You get 20% off over there at whiskeythrottle.com. We also want to thank Method Race Wheels. They're bringing you our front-end chatter segment tonight. We've got some great stuff to talk about. Decal Works uh, sponsors our last call. We'll hear uh, some good stuff there from Tyler Keefe. Four-Wheel Parts bringing you the Get At Me Q&A. We answer your questions. You got them. Send them to us at Twitter or Instagram or email us. We'll answer those. Troy Lee Designs bringing you uh, our beer break tonight. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of... Uh, Beer's consumed between now and then, so pace yourselves, people. Maybe more than one break. Yeah, we might have multiple breaks. Adidas! Don't be a dick to your feet. Do not be a dick to your feet. Wear Put some, some nice Adidas. shoes. Get those three stripes. Damn it. Three-stripe life. Don't, don't be a dick to your feet. Uh, Pro Circuit, they race, and a lot of times, you know what? They win. They do. A lot of championships there. Um, we really appreciate Pro Circuit support, and we've got Mitch Payton here tonight. He's going to be one of the guys... If you don't know, he and Troy grew up getting into a lot of trouble, and uh, so we've already been laughing about some of those stories tonight we're going to share with you. Dunlop Tires, a big thanks to them, bringing you great traction. Nihilo Concepts, specialized. Went on a ride this morning, man. I had so much fun again. I, I thanks love, for rubbing it in. I love pissing people off when you're just, you're just pedaling on the oh, pedal assist bike, and they're struggling and sweating. You're like, hey, man, what's going on? And just blow past them. It's so fun. Enjoy your ride. Yeah, peace out. Uh, also, one, one more thing I want to mention, Racer X. Uh, from now until June 16th, they are running a Father's Day special uh, for uh, six months free on a digital edition. So here's how it works. Basically, get your father a subscription to the digital and print uh, Racer X magazine, and uh, you will get six months of the digital subscription free yourself. So uh, hook your pops up. He's the one that probably got you into dirt bikes and got you started on this ride. Take good care of him, and you'll hook yourself up as well. Go to Racer X online.com forward slash thanks dad and uh, that's going through june 16th so check that out and i want to jump right into our method race wheels front end chatter first of all method race wheels bringing you the fastest lightest off-road wheels in the biz yep. and we learned it firsthand man i want to talk about 
uh, our contest that we've had. We've been chatting about this for months now. Method Race Wheels, a big sponsor of the Dirtfish Rally School. And this past week, we went up and we got our freaking rally on. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I, I, you hear about these things that you want to go to, and then you go sometimes, you're never sure what you're going to get into, and then you get up there, and it sometimes can be a little, say, disappointing or overhyped. And we got there, and um, it was amazing. It really was. It was everything I hoped it would be. We had such a blast up there. A um, couple of you know, Scandinavian flicks leading to certain other activities, but um, we had a good time. Yeah, we actually invented a new move. It's called the Canadian flick. That's where you steer out, steer in, and then smear through the cones and blow them off the course. Uh, not as effective as the, Cana- the Scandinavian flick. Well, when we fun. were there, they said, treat the cones, because they had cones everywhere, and they're like, pretend they're trees. <laughs> you know, you, gotta, you can't cut corners. You've got to be, you know, legit and all this. We smashed the shit out of some trees. By the a time we were trees. done, we would have been arrested for deforestation. <laughs> I'm telling you, there was no trees left. Of those were actually trees, not cones. But yeah. um, if, you, if you're not cutting corners, you're not you're not, trying. you're not trying. That's what I'm saying. So Chad Wilson... And if you're not breaking cars, you're also not trying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Within the first five who, minutes, my who, dude who's, who's cracks this an here? axle. Who's this? Well, that's eight. That's me. I was in GL's number the whole I weekend. I got robbed. Doing it. I was oh, in multiple God, it was cars. So fun, man. Because it, one it was looks at the like shop you just started right there and you weren't actually going through the corner. No, man. That's the full <laughs> Scandinavian flick, dude. Bro. Yeah. Can't you see it? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to start driving rally professionally, but it was a damn good time. And our, our contest winner was a kid named Chad Wilson, 21-year-old out of Idaho. I think he had the time of his life. He'd never been on an airplane before this I trip. I said to him, how was your flight? He goes, I don't know. I've never been on one, but I think it was okay. <laughs> I'm like, you're here, so it's good. I made it, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we'd hope that somebody would win that contest that really appreciated it, and I think he had a ball. He did. So uh, we had a really good time. And I got to tell my favorite story from this whole deal is we had a, you know, went out the night we got there, and GL, we're on our plane flights like, what, 10 in the morning? He was at double 11. Tito's and Cranberry. It was 11. <laughs> Don't, don't exaggerate. He goes, oh, you know, it's a vacation. Let's get after it. So we I said we had to have a good time. We continued throughout the day. And night. And night. And the next morning, the instructor throws him in the car, does a couple hot laps around this place. I asked him to show me what I can do. I think I was still a little buzzed. So I'm yeah. Like, yeah, man, show me what I can do. He was the color of a pine tree when he got out of the car. So he disappears. And uh, you can kind of see what was going on. The writing's <laughs> on the wall. He comes sauntering back in. I said, oh, man, what happened? You pull the trigger out in the weeds over there and, and puke it up? He goes... Oh, I'm giving a new, I'm just giving a whole new meaning to the term puke and rally. <laughs> so that was GL's. That was, that was pretty fitting. We had a great time. There was literally puke and then rally. And then so. rally driving. Yeah. So anyway, big thank you to Method Race Wheels for that. We're going to do that contest again. I don't know when, but. Uh, Sooner rather than later. I'm going to push opinion. them. They have a three day all wheel drive class, which um, they like you to start in the two wheel drive, the BRZ Subarus. Because the rear-wheel drive kind of, it it's definitely teaches you the technique, uh, but in the all-wheel drives, I think you can really shag ass and get after it. So we'll push for that one next time. Anyway, thank you to Method Race Wheels. That was awesome. I want to get into just a quick re- Colorado recap. You were back there calling the action, Gio. What, what was your take on the weekend? Um, it was some uh, interesting stuff. Uh, in the morning, they said, chance of thunder showers. Then that morning, looked at the weather, said pretty much nothing, less than 10%. We thought we were good. I remember we are doing our little stand-ups that we pre-record before we go in our little dungeons without windows in front of screens. So we're doing that, and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, those are some pretty dark clouds rolling over the hill. I kid you not. 
half an hour later, it went from sunny and hot to just, you could hear the thunder and the lightning and the rain just pouring down. Of course, that first moto, any of you, who watched it? I'm sure quite Anybody a few of you. It? So um, we were like thinking something's going to happen because we, we could hear the thunder. You know, I can't see the lightning, but I can hear the thunder. So in racing, they'll always race um, if it's raining, but if they think it's a safety issue, they'll they'll red flag it, which they did. And I thought that was something we haven't seen in a while. And, you know, people are trying to figure out, does that count? Is it full points? Whatever. It was past 20 minutes, full points. So that was interesting. But now the track is... What do you think of that call? Do you think that was the right call to make? Um, based on what I understand and just how things have always been, yes, they made the right call. The minute they think that it's a safety issue and lightning is right in the area, they have to do it. And I think also, you got to, you know, nowadays with insurance, it's, it's a big <laughs> yeah, deal. Yeah. You know, so... It's probably really hard for an outdoor series to find an insurance company. So you got to f- cross your T's and uh, dot your I's. So yeah, yeah they um, they did the right call. It, it I felt like the storm was brewing on the track actually before it got red flagged. Cincerella was coming on Justin Cooper. Uh, I thought that was going to be interesting, but I think the real drama, obviously, for those of you who watch, was the second moto. And um, one of the reasons is you know there's a rule in AMA motocross which says if you exit the track rejoin the nearest safest place without gaining an advantage. Um, I think that rule is a good rule for the most part, except I do think it's, it leaves a lot of gray area. And um, I've said that for a while. And I think this was one of those situations where Coop, Cooper didn't like the, the gray area rule and Cian Cirillo obviously said, I did everything right. Um, it, it, it took almost three hours for them to like make it official. It, it was driving me nuts. I'm like... It shouldn't have taken more than 15, 20 minutes. They opinion. put the points up and they put it up, the win up, and then they took it back down. And then they put it up three hours later. And, you know, and there again, it's because it's official, unofficial, you know, and, and, and I understand that there needs to be a, a due process afterwards for sure. Um, I just think How many people are making that call? Is just one person making that call? <laughs> it, no, wrong series. Bro. Wrong series. Yeah. And Supercross. Hey, Scotty, just, you know. Look. Take her easy, buddy. You still hey, got to come on the show. A little Slow more down. of this. <laughs> You'll have your turn. It's right here. <laughs> yeah. Let the take, 90s take go. Take her down about 40% there, Scotty Bell. All right. <laughs> but anyway, I know you want to yell at somebody, but you're yelling at the wrong guy at this moment. <laughs> Gallagher's like, I'm at home, bro. Yeah. I'm still getting yelled at. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say this. There was a lot of chatter about that debacle, and, and I'm willing to listen to ideas to make it better because I don't think the rule is great. Um, you could certainly see people taking advantage of it where they're like, okay, I suck sure. in this section. I'm just going to hop off the track, pin it down this thing, make sure I come in at about the same gap I had. I followed the rule. I went off the track. I entered at the next safest place without getting an advantage. Well, G- GL with every whoop section he ever hit. <laughs> yeah, right. In 01? Yeah. Sure. Especially on that KTM with pulled, no linkage. I would have pulled the piss out of it. I would have come out of the corner... <laughs> Got a little swappity swap, hit the first two and went off. Yeah. But uh, my breath. what do you do? One thing I don't like, I don't like to leave it in the hands of a John Gallagher or, or, or any one person. Don't let it be subjective to where they make the decision, right? This rule is at least written to where, okay, it, you either gained an advantage or you didn't and you, you entered at the next safest place, right? To me, I should think- Should there I be think... a penalty? Adam made a mistake. Yep. Typically, a mistake should cost you time. I totally get that concept, but you have to- don't just say it's, it's BS and I should have won and sound like a bitch on the podium, which is kind of what was happening. Offer a solution. Oof. What's the solution? In Oof. supermoto racing, <laughs> oh, I'm, just calling, the heat. I'm just calling it like what it is. I'm with you. 
I'm with you, <laughs> Pink. Listen, back in Supermoto days, and Troy will back me up on this, they, if you jumped the gate or did something, they'd give you a meatball flag. And you had to pull into this lane, come to a complete stop, and then take off again. And so there was a, whatever that time was, that was your penalty. I could, I could see them doing something like that, you know. But uh, keep the rule in place where you, you enter at the next safest place without gaining advantage, and then also you need to make a stop in the meatball area or whatever the hell they want to call it. Ciotrello made sure that he, he left a second on the table. Totally. He did everything he, right. He, to he, the he of the checked rule. up to, by an extra second. Absolutely. I was trying to put myself in that position. I'm like, he did more than I would have. I would have yeah. probably stuffed <laughs> Justin Hill at the bottom of the hill. Like, yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. gone on right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, there was actually a situation with, um, in 2005, at Glen Helen, um, Alessi punted me oh, off the track. We, we've seen that. And, um, and I was like, fuck it. I'm not turning back because there's no way. I'm like, I was, I was heated. I'm like, I need to have a chance to punk him. So I, I actually, when I joined the track, I, was, I, I rode to T-bone him kind of thing, and he had a swerve, and it's me. Anyway, they penalized me. Penalized? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what they, is it one, did they one position? What did they penalize you? One spot. One spot. <laughs> <laughs> so then... <laughs> That's way worse than getting penalized, people, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. Penalized is like twice think- as bad as penalized. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever get penalized. It even sounds as bad as a word. <laughs> anyway. I got, anyway. I got rotted, and um, I got a second, and I was, you know... Did you just say you got rotted? Yeah. Penalized. <laughs> hey, you won the overall that day, Penalized. right? Penalized. You won the overall that day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because second motor, there was a whole nother... Yeah, yeah. We but know. anyway, he ended up getting DQ'd for bad behavior. Yeah. So my penalty got theoretically reversed. I got pushed to second. Then he got, he got penalized. <laughs> All his points taken and away. And Tedesco got... What did he get? And actually, that reminds me, Mitch, Cowie still owes me 2500 bucks because that was the difference between first and second for a moto. So I got paid off 2-1. So it was 7500 five grand, 2500 for the top three in a moto. So I got five grand for the first moto. I should have got 7500 oh, yeah, But I won't hold it against you, Mitch. That, you just buy me drinks for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'll get my money's worth with interest. All right. Well, anyway, it's going to be interesting to watch those two the rest of the year. I also want to talk about the GPs. Uh, they've been actually really good racing this season. I don't know if anybody's been catching up with the GPs following those, but... Um, well, we are at the Troy Lee Designs International Distributor Meeting, so who follows GPs in here? Anybody follow Grand Prix Racing in here? Like three guys put their hands up. Oh, there's one, and there's yeah. one. All right. Uh, They're just quiet. They're not used to the, the yeah. Scotty Bells of the you world. You guys know the handlebar's open, right? I mean, come on, have a drink, damn it, Relax. Uh, it's great racing, though. I think Tony's got this. I think he's going to do it. I know, I know he's got some competition, especially the last week, but I'm pulling for uh, Cairoli. I think he's, he's going to make it happen. Here's the thing. I mean, Cairoli's nine-time world champ. I mean, the guy's a stud, and to me, he's, if he wins this year, I think you put him in that conversation. You know, Some people may not like it, but I think, is he better than Everts was? To me, I don't think you could ever Ooh. compare it. I know that's a tough one to bring up, but you know, to me, I don't think he compares with Carmichael in the sense that Ricky went 10 out of 10, which is still pretty ridiculous when you look at it. But Tony has just been a journeyman. GPs is different to AMA racing, as in that's their entire focus. Um, so the fact the guy is still around competitive at this age, I think is really cool. Um, there's a good rivalry between him and Geis at the moment. Geis has been... He's been on fire. He's picking it up, yeah. you know. And, and, and of course, there's people out there going, oh, yeah, but if Hurlings was there... And um, I always say... Hurling's not there. 
he's not there. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be in it to win. He it, will you know? be. What is he? In... But to me, I think the GPs are only going to get better as the season goes on. I think Paul N's shown that he can do it at times. Um, there's a lot of guys going pretty fast there. I think Jonas is going to get the hang of the 450 class. So, uh, and there's there's other riders at any time that can win. And then obviously in the 250s, it's uh, Prado's fleecing those guys. Besides that little hiccup with the injury, Prado's just been unbelievable. I mean, the guy's just been just really impressive. Is he going to be here next year? He's coming in 20? That's what I was going to ask. Is he coming? He's coming in 20, I've heard, I heard. that. Yeah. I've heard that, but I don't know if, if, if that's full-time or to do, like, sometimes GP guys will come and get their feet wet, do a couple maybe Supercross rounds or whatever and leave. But um, I did hear he was coming, but I don't know the details. Well, we'll see. That'll be fun to watch. Um, anything else about the GPs that's piquing your interest? Um, no, just that I think it's going to be really good. I mean, even if you look at the 250 class, like Jago Geertz, the, the Belgian, he's been riding strong lately. Um, <clears throat> I know some of the GPs, uh, 250 riders have left, obviously with Covington and Hunter Lawrence. Uh, some some flavor back over here. But um, I think that 250 class has lost a little bit of its real depth over the years. Whereas if you look in America, I think the depth's gotten better especially with six factory teams that theoretically opens, my well, math is not that good, but 24 factory rides plus other teams. So um, the depth is incredible here. 250s over there, you know, MX2. A little thin right now. A, a little bit, you know, TKO, uh, Thomas Olsen, he's also another guy I love watching him ride. He reminds me of the uh, European version of Dean Wilson. Same style and... Uh, you know the way he rides and body structure, so it's 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 been interesting. But um, I think he's one guy that can take it to Prado. Hey, let me ask you this: I get asked a lot. You know, those bikes used to be the full works bikes, uh, handmade stuff, really cool stuff. Do you think those bikes are much better than what the guys are racing on over here? If you say is it much better, I don't know about better, but I think they have more options because you don't have the the production homologation rule, so you can modify a frame or a swing arm or come up with something different um i know when i was racing in the gps with uh, ktm that was the one thing that really impressed me was in the late 90s when i signed with him 99 or end of 98 the japanese factory teams in 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 europe weren't as factories you thought they were because they were ran by a rinaldi out of italy for yamaha or a sylvain gaburs did suzuki or yana Grut did the kawi you know and everyone had their thing and um all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, KTM's supposed to be the brand you should never have signed with. And they were coming with engines out of the yin-yang, but they're all different. You know, whether it's piston, rod, you know, whatever. They were high-end, top-end, mid-range, swing arms, 10 different frames, whatever. Didn't you say you tested like six frames in a day or something like yeah. that? Yeah, and I was just a kid. So when they're like, how's that one? I'm like, that's good. How's that one? That's it's also good. Which one do you like? I'm like... Uh, that one. Wait, I have to go test that one back again? Oh, no, no, I'll stick with this one. I, don't, I, I just want to go get some lunch. So, you know, you didn't really know what you're looking for at times, and you had to slowly figure it out, but they had a lot to give. And I, I still believe that's part of the reason why KTM has had so much success in the GPs is without that homologation rule, they could really push the envelope on technology. Um, and then, you know, in the States now... I it think doesn't hurt that they're there in Europe either. No, of course right? not. No, of course not. They, 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 they're within driving distance of the deepest sand tracks, the hilliest tracks, the hardest packed tracks. You know, they're all within a few-hour drive. So mm -hmm. they do have some, some different things, and they work at, the, at a different speed. 
meaning I feel like the Austrians are doing stuff quickly and, and the Japanese were a little slow in moving and I think they've had to kind of play catch up a little bit, which, which they have. You go look out there now, if you look at all six brands, in my opinion, I, it's, it's literally a matter of, oh, do you want a Ford or a Chevy or a Dodge? It, they're all good. You know, like at the end of the day, it's, it's personal preference in my opinion. Mm. All right, good stuff. Well, I uh, want to remind anyone that's looking for some Whiskey Throttle merchandise, you can go to whiskeythrottlemerch.com and pick up shirts. We've got shirts, hats, women's wear, sweatshirts, snapbacks, trucker hats. We've got all kinds of stuff, and we're going to continue to develop that line. So check it out, support the show. Uh, I want to thank Temecula T-Shirt Printers for that. I want to bring up our first guest. Where is Mr. Bill Keefe? Is he here? So, Bill, come on up. Bill is brought to you by PowerDot. Again, go check out PowerDot.com. And for those of you who don't know, comes. Mr. Bill Keefe. Everyone make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah, everybody make, make him, him feel, feel uncomfortable. Awkward. Make yeah. him feel awkward. Yeah, Bill. Grab his ass on the way up. <laughs> so Bill is a former Husqvarna racer. He actually rode for Mitch Payton's Pro Circuit Husqvarna shot back in the day. You and Andy Jefferson. And uh, you're a big old boy. I Some of those big. pictures, you're a big dude. I was, I what still am Built for the what, I was say, what do you mean was? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still am big. <laughs> and you went ahead and married Troy Lee's sister. So that's how he ties into this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> Lucky me. It was one, uh, one Friday night at a Corona Raceway. Oh, boy. Uh, I was jacked up. I couldn't ride. Troy was riding his 250 Husky. So I go, yeah, I'll go out and be your mechanic. So, uh. So I, I go out with Troy, and his sister shows up. I'm like, hey. Oh, look at this I little. feel like I'm calling bullshit already. Look at this he little He volunteered to be his mechanic. Yeah, yeah, oh, and then yeah, I bumped yeah. into his yeah. sister. Yeah. He had seen the sister and went, hey, Troy, what do you need yeah, help? Yeah, yeah. Anything, I'll be there. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll wash your bike. I'll do filters for you. Buddy. I'll do your laundry. <laughs> I'll be a pool, pool boy. <laughs> no, so. Uh, How are you doing? So anyway. Don't worry. Uh, I, I like to work on the bike with my shirt off. It's no big deal. I don't know if you heard of me, I'm Bill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was almost like that. <laughs> now she, uh, we, we talked a little bit, and she's uh, crazy. She buys me a hot chocolate. I'm like, oh, she kind of likes me. That's kind of cool. So, yeah, uh, cool. so the night goes on. I, Troy, I, I think he won or got second or something. And it was all good. And I told him, hey, Troy. We're doing Wait, hold on. You were his mechanic. Now, all of a sudden, you didn't really give a fuck where you finished. There's a <laughs> nope. big difference between nope. winning and he was second. Like first or second. He was or like second. first or second. I wasn't really paying attention. But anyway, I had this hot chocolate. <laughs> and, uh, and I've reheated in the microwave three times, but I still had this hot chocolate. No, we didn't even have microwaves back then. Oh, that's oh, well, true. That was a long time ago. That's, I started a fire with two sticks <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> two stones. Uh, um, anyways, so I, I heal up or something, I guess, and... Uh, uh, it was the hot chocolate. You know, we're at Pro Circuit, uh, you know, and that's actually with the cleaners, you know, Anaheim Husky back then. And um, we uh, were talking, and I go, yeah, I think I can race this weekend. He goes, really? I go, yeah. I go, let's, um, you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll bring out my sister, and you bring out your sister. <laughs> and he's like, okay, cool. That's that what works. most people do. That's the motocross family, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. This is weird that way. I'll trade you mine for yours. I'll bring my banjo. You bring some applesauce. It'll get weird. So, uh, so we, um, it's, funny, it's funny. We're in line, and this was going to be something that happened all along, uh, every time. So I'm in line at Saddleback, and it's always two lines. You know, you got the road you get in, and, 
And all of a sudden, I see Carrie run up. And she knocks on the door. Because I had a Ford Econoline van on any Sunday. Big mag wheels. Oh, yeah. Shag carpet, the whole thing. Bubble oh, window? Boy. No bubble oh. window. No, no windows. Okay. Full on. Oh, super creepy. I like super that. Super creepy van. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, it was so no one stole your bikes. Okay, <laughs> Nobody could see my bikes. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. And that's why the curtain. You have the curtain. Of course. So, uh, so she knocks on the door, and she says, hey, can I go in with you? I go, yeah, sure, come in. And I introduce my sister, and, and I end up paying for her to get in, because you had to pay for spectators back then. Well, it turns out, every time Troy and I went riding, oh, she always sent her up to me. So he didn't have to pay the 10 bucks so she could go in and watch. Sneaky son of a bitch. Where is he? He's hiding somewhere at the bar. Now all of a sudden he's like, I've paid a lot more than that over the years. <laughs> Just through therapy. That's awesome. It's cost me a lot more. So, um, so we get in and we get our pit set up. We park on the terrace like we always do. And um, Troy pulls up after me. He's got his brown Ford. He had the long Econoline van. He had, he had the cooler rig. Yeah. And uh, we get out and he goes, where's your sister? She's right over there. She was 12 years old. <laughs> She's my little sister. And, <laughs> and, and you're like, hey, man, I'll, I'll turn a blind eye. Because <laughs> I'm good on this end. Yeah, just I wait said, a few years. She's the only sister I got. <laughs> and what else am I going to do? So, uh, so I, no, I kept my sister in my, you know, in my pit the whole time. The good news safe. is I'm starting to feel a little bit better about myself <laughs> these days. <laughs> So how did you meet Troy? How did you first meet this guy? You know, we were talking about that, and it had to be at, at Pro Circuit at the Cleaners okay. when he was riding a KTM 250. And Why do you he, keep saying at the Cleaners? Because that's what, um, and, okay, Mitch's shop, um, which was uh, Anaheim Husqvarna, which yep. became Pro Circuit yep. from PCP. Pro yep. Circuit yeah. Products. Of all, the, of all the bumbled names, PCP, <laughs> yeah. Pro Circuit Products. Good, good, good change in name, Mitch. <laughs> so anyways. In the 70s, before, PCP, yeah. good idea. It's going to be a performance LSD. product. Yeah. Yeah. Like, great we idea. know. Yeah. Yeah. Then he went to LSD, Lee, <laughs> Super Designs. <laughs> that didn't work either. All right. Sorry, go ahead. So, uh, so it was the cleaners. Before, before it was Mitch's, it was this place called um, like AAA Husqvarna or something. And I think that's uh, who, who had that Husqvarna dealership and that building, which was a cleaners. So then when Mitch uh, got it, uh, it was a Husqvarna dealership, and that's where Pro Circuit started. Yeah. We just called it the cleaners. We like, just called it yeah. the cleaners, yeah, yeah, just the cleaners. And it had a really cool lot out front that we used to make the most badass RC car tracks. Oh, yeah? And we, and we would do RC car racing, and then the phone would ring, and we'd all get pissed off, got to go answer the phone. <laughs> so Really getting some work done back in those yeah. days. Yeah. Really kicking ass. And uh, so uh, Troy must have just, uh, Troy must have, Mitch must have saw Troy and, uh, and brought him in and he became a Husky rider. And then Troy and I, we, um, we hooked up and we became buddies and would go do the REM thing together, do Corona Friday night, uh, Ascot, you know, the CMC, go to mm -hmm. Carlsbad and all that. And then... Um, Were you guys both racing the expert class back then? Yeah, I was, uh, I was on a 390, which we bored out and turned into a 430, put a Mossbarger beat on it and really trick Olings. And Troy was the 250 guy. All right. So after a while, we'd, um, I'd, uh, I'd go spend the night at his house. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> he a little savage, you. <laughs> Mr. Opportunist. <laughs> Because we've got to get up early to go to races. Yep. No, oh, I mean, yeah. that makes yeah, yeah. sense. That no, yeah. makes sense. Really. It's and logistics. back then, they didn't have alarm clocks. It was all kinds no, of... No, we uh, didn't even... No, no cell phones yeah, or nothing. Yeah. So, what, a, what a great guy. <laughs> so uh, so I, I'd just hang out, and he... It was funny. He would go... <laughs> it is funny. You're right. <laughs> he would... Uh, 
So we'd be there, we'd have dinner, and I'd go, okay, well, you know, what's up? And he goes, oh, I'm going to go to this concert. I go, concert? I go, we're riding an REM tomorrow. Oh, no, no, I'm going to go to a concert. It's going to be good. Go, All right, I'll, I'll just hang out here. So I just <laughs> hang I'll out. take care of the house. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go to bed at about 9 or 9.30 because I thought, okay, well, you got to race. you got to go to bed. you got to be ready. He'd come in about 1, <laughs> 1.30 in the morning, and we'd get up, and, and we'd get to the track, and he'd be, he'd be recovered by about the time we were riding practice, ready to go, and then he would get the whole shot, and he would just take off. Because back in those days, you, you, 250s and yeah. the open class would race together. And, and he'd take off, and I'd go, shit, he's gone. And, then, uh, and we did 30-minute 30 motos, 30 motos back then. And then he'd start <laughs> coming back. Anchors out. And I'd start coming up. And we'd usually end up, I don't know, third or fourth, fifth or sixth. But uh, I, think, I think his training program is what led to, led to most of the success. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that, well, that included Jim Beam, uh, vodka, and... And most anything else. It, Just about it anything. started with Jim. Because <laughs> they always said, if you want to get in shape, you got to start with the gym. So start with started the gym. Jim Beam. Yeah, Jim Beam. Then right. it was all yeah. the other gyms. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm sure that there's many, but what's your what's your favorite Troy Lee story? Oh boy, that you can tell. No, 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 no. It's know. good. No, it's got to be. It, it, it's got to be the sod busters busted. Okay. Oh yes. It's it. it it's uh, I don't know. It's eleven thirty, twelve o'clock at night. What oh. year? Tell. Give us a year. Give us some like. God, let's story. say let's say eighty. I don't know. Eighty four, maybe. Okay. About 84. All right. Get you're, a call. you're both still racing at this time, right? Yeah. We're, I think we're racing. Are we racing? I don't remember. Okay. But it was a good time but, in life. But we were doing good. <laughs> yeah. We were yeah. all having fun. <laughs> Everyone was happy. So, uh, so we get a call, and, um, you know, it's going to happen. It's, it, you know, Troy's your brother-in-law. You're going to get the call. So you get the call, like, at 11, 30, 12 o'clock, and it, it's Troy. He's like, dude. I'm, I'm in trouble. Okay, <laughs> what's up, man? What's up? Uh, I've been arrested. No way. For what? Mitch and I, we were at Marie Callender's. We had dinner. We were drinking Long Islands. And um, Mitch just got his house. I'm like, yeah? Well, he needed grass. And they just laid grass in front of the new Marie Callender's. And I go, okay, cool. And so we started rolling it up and putting it on Mitch's lap and putting it in his van. And I'm like, yeah, so what happened? And he goes, well, we got, a, uh, we got about three or four loads in, and then all of a sudden the cops show up. <laughs> that is weird. And it's <laughs> stunning. And it's the Marie Callender's right across the street. Right yeah, here. Right, it's literally that 100 yards right from there. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah, right there. And uh, so, so just to paint the picture, Troy is throwing big packs of sod onto Mitch's lap, using him as a wheelbarrow, and rolling him to the van, and then unloading the sod. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, uh, so anyways, so um, they get busted, and um, he's got to call Junior and talk to Junior, and, and uh, he talks to Junior, and, and he tells him he got, um, he got busted for, for rolling roll grass. He's like, dude, really? <laughs> And he's all, where, where? And he goes, well, we were rolling the grass to put it on Mitch's lawn. He goes, what? 
You mean like lawn? <laughs> and he goes, you dumb shit. Why would you steal grass like that? So anyway, so they got, you know, they got through the night, you know, junior and we got it all worked out and they didn't have to spend the night in jail. And, uh, and the next morning they had to go to talk to Mr. and Mrs. Marie Callender and apologize. And they didn't want to hear much of it. And, uh, Sorry about your lawn. Yeah. yeah, and that's that. It's not a spectacular one, but it's it's. That's uh, a classic. It's it was one that stuck. I would pay any amount of money to see a picture of Mitch just covered in mud, Troy all dirty, like uh, yeah. I don't know. The grass looks good. Did Mitch get any grass at his house eventually? <laughs> Got to ask him. He'll be up here a little bit later. <laughs> we'll, ask we'll ask him. That's awesome. Um, what's the most out of control you've ever seen him? Oh boy. Wow. Come on, dig yeah. in. Dig in. It's in there somewhere. God, you know, one of the better ones was uh, Christmas <laughs> three or four years ago. <laughs> I feel like someone's heard this story. <laughs> oh, they've, they've lived it. A lot of them lived it. A lot okay. of them lived it. Uh-huh. We had a band. Uh, we had a band in the, in the front building. Yeah. And it was Christmas, so we clean everything out. And everybody's having a good time. Oh, I know this A one. really good time, company, yeah. Company Christmas party, yeah. Right. And uh, we're dancing the band. Uh, we've, the band, we found at a place called the Beer and Wine Garden down in Temecula. Yep. And uh, brought them up here. Uh, and they were playing. Everybody had a good time. And then all of a sudden, Troy comes running out of the back with a fire extinguisher. Oh, boy. And just smokes the place. <laughs> You can't see anything. And there's, and there's people putting their faces in it. And then he went and grabbed another one and just kept lighting the place up and just spray painting the entire showroom. It's a white Christmas. It, it was a fully white Christmas. All the floor, it looked, it looked beautiful. Yeah. It, was, it yeah. was great. It was so serene. The best part was hearing the employees like, it smoked the computers. It smoked it, it, the boards. It smoked everything. everything. Luckily, we had all the product pushing back. So then, Saturday morning, you walk into this place, and it's just snowed over. It, it, were you playing Christmas music at this point? No, you were. I'm dreaming <laughs> of a... No, you're just, okay. you're, just, you're just loving him. You know what you're doing. You're like, you're just that's loving a him. special creature right there. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. That sounds about right. Um, all right. Well, I don't, we, we're going to kind of keep the ball moving. Anything else you want to share about Troy? Nah, he's amazing. I, I think the most gnarliest thing I ever saw, though, was uh, when, he, when he had his internal amputation. What? His internal amputation when he went out to Glen Helen, like, I don't know, a week or two before the National. And he was out there riding, and he, um, he got sideways on a you know, little set of rollers. Wasn't very big. Max was behind him. And he went down, and he just landed the wrong way on his butt. Okay. And um, I just finished running Skyline because we did a Thursday night ride at Skyline. I'm coming home. Carrie calls. Goes, uh, meet me at the hospital. I go, which one are we going to? She goes, Redlands. <laughs> and if you know fine hospitals, Redlands isn't one of them. <laughs> and so I go, what happened? She goes, Troy crashed. We're going we're gonna to go, uh, go see how he is. We go in, and he's laying on his side. The doctor's got him on his side. Troy's pissed. He, and they're going, you got a broken hip. And he goes, well, if I got a broken hip, why am I laying on my side? He was so pissed off because it hurt so bad yeah. the way they had him. And um, 
Who took him to Redlands? Like the the uh, the dispatcher, because the kid who drove the ambulance said, "Hey, look, I got Troy Lee in here," and uh, and they said, "Okay, well, you're gonna. I guess that's how it works. I don't know." But they told the kid driving the ambulance where to go, and he goes, "No, no, you don't understand. I have Troy Lee. I I don't think we should be going to Redlands," and um, and he the kid didn't have an opportunity yeah. to go anywhere else, so they took him there, and then. Uh, so, we're, I don't know, it's like 9 o'clock, and they take him back, and they do uh, x-rays and, and look at everything, and, and they come, they wheel him back in, and the doctor takes the sheet and wraps it around Troy's waist, makes a knot, and pulls it as tight as he can to, to stabilize him, I guess. And, um, and then they put him in, a, in another ambulance and take him to Loma Linda. And, and, and that's Which is still crazy, because Arrowhead is the trauma center. That's where he should have gone in the first place. But. Yeah. So he ended up at Loma Linda, and he, you know, it was awesome because he had a great, a great doctor. But that is the children's hospital, so maybe that was the mistake. <laughs> he acted like a child, so. Yeah. Anyway. But that was one of the that was one of the gnarliest things um, I'd ever seen, and the amount of pain and, and stuff he had to deal with was, was incredible. Mm. So I, I think you know, people, you know, people see Troy as a fun guy. See people see Troy as um, the creative artist. But, I mean, he's got to be one of the toughest, most determined, most tenacious human beings I've ever met. And, um, you know, that whole incident, I'll, I'll never forget it. Yeah. it. It was just straight up gnarly. It's brutal. Yeah. Hey, anybody that's raced motocross long enough knows it. You've been through something. So, uh, hats off. He's a hell of a guy. We, yeah. uh, I think everybody here appreciates that and, and gets it. Thanks for coming on and chatting right, a little bit, thanks, Bill. Thanks, guys. Pleasure having you on. Let's hear it for Bill Keefe. Cam. All right, our next guest, uh, if anyone in here is, uh, follows bicycle racing at all, you might know the name Cam Zink. Anybody in here recognize that name? Uh, Cam is an absolute legend on a bicycle. He's a nut. Uh, he's a, if you do he, Rampage, you're a nut. He may or may not be a lunatic, but welcome to the stage, Cam. Good to see you, buddy. <clears throat> Appreciate it, bud. So Cam is, uh, is a TLD guy here through and through. Uh, one of the most amazing athletes you've it's ever like, seen on a, a mountain bike. There's a big banner, if you can see it. Right now. Yeah, 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 over here. That would be him. Uh, so anyway, pleasure to have you on. And I know you guys spent a pretty fun week up in Reno at your place uh, not too long ago. So we'll ask you about that. But first, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing all right. I didn't know I was going to be on the show until here a minute ago, but it's the way to do it. Wing it. You Wing think it, man. That's he thought he was coming for a free meal. Oh, yeah. Was that yeah. it? You thought I you got were... up at 4.30 this morning because they're like, you need to come to the sales meeting, and then I'm going to fly out tomorrow at 7 or something to get home to my daughter's pre-K graduation. Oh, nice. And I'm like, okay, sure, I'll come down. And then they're like, hey, I'm stoked to see you on the Whiskey Thrill show. I'm like, tight. <laughs> <laughs> what now? I said, what was that? <laughs> I'm a fan, though. Like, I do watch the show, so I'm stoked to be on here, but it's a nice little surprise. All right, nice. man. Well, yeah, welcome. Hell yeah. We, we keep it loose, especially this show. It's not going to be real serious, so uh, feel free to let it rip. Um, so, for, Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> well, we got that one no, out No, literally, you can do it. That's fine. Um, how'd you meet Troy? Um, it's kind of funny because I'd, I met Troy, like, through this building, like, you know, through the being sponsored by him, but I always knew who Troy was, and I was always, as a, as a young kid, I'm sure it's the same in moto, like, my goal was to always have a Troy Lee painted helmet, you know, and that was, like, the holy grail, better than any paycheck yeah. or anything, and um, I 
first started riding for Charlie when I was about 17 or 18, but then it, I didn't meet him until a couple years later. And I'm like, dude, I want to, I want to, I was here about Steve Pete sitting down having like six, like a six pack and designing his new helmet. I'm like, that's what I want. So that was like one of the first times I really ever met him and got to sit down and, and talk to him was designing my helmet. Like, did you bring in a little six rack to share? <laughs> I was like 19 or something <laughs> or 18 or 20 years you guys, old. You guys on a ride up here? Is this where you're at? Oh, this is up in Reno. Yeah, that's, that's, place, a, right? that's in my property. Yeah, I got uh, uh, 170 acres in Reno, and, and we just built the road to the top. And now I was like, we're, we're filming out there for our new Beautiful. five, the Troy Lee 510 shoe launch, um, Adidas as well. But um, I was like, you come check at the top of my mountain. Yeah. So we rode the side-by-sides up there. And, and so time. this, we're, we're going to show, show a couple pictures of your property here. But you guys, you're north of Reno a ways, and your neighbor is Sean Palmer. Yes. So I don't, I don't, I don't live there, but my land, yeah, my land neighbor is, is grumpy old uncle Sean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy, is he still got like the crazy beard? Yeah, he does. He, I mean, it comes and goes and he's got, you know, the a works 125 out there and then he's got his four, he's always swapping. I like the Yamaha and I like the Honda. He's got, yeah. he's, he, he has probably the sickest moto track I've ever ridden. I heard Tyler Berriman even say that actually. He's like, this is the best moto track I've ever ridden. So well, I've seen pictures that looks crazy. It's pretty unreal. Have you it's written like, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But not, not in the last couple of weeks. He's been extra grumpy. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. God, he's an he's a ornery cuss, isn't he? <laughs> I hope you're watching. Dude, he's got this beard. I don't, if you haven't seen him, I'll, I'll put a picture up later. But it's like out to here. He's got these crazy eyes. His hair is long. Like, I'm like Tom Hanks, man. He got he, his, that's yeah. what he looks he's like. He's got his volleyball. Well he's got said. his volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> My best friend. Oh, man, that's so funny. So tell us about this trip you guys just had up there. You guys were shooting a video. I was going to say, I didn't recognize Troy without blood on his face. So. Oh, yeah. Where, is this Rampage? Uh, yeah. Jeez. yeah I, would. I mean, where the hell are you going, bud? Straight down. First man shot in space, man. Yeah. I don't know. All shaved up like a monkey. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that, that was 17, I think, 2017. Dude, I, I've watched I like it the last kid. five years in a row, and it's it's... That is who watched who's yet watch Rampage? That's what I like to hear. Is that not just <laughs> like the gnarliest thing? Like I'm into supercross and, and, and gnarly stuff, but I watch that and I'm just I'm literally blown away every time. I, I I don't know what you guys are thinking. Not much. I, Apparently uh, not much. I think they just hit the delete button and go. <laughs> it's it's kinda the control alt delete. <laughs> it's kinda the same thing as the more you understand it and the more you're in it, the more you can kinda understand it, but it just looks like a bunch of dickheads jumping off of cliffs, you know? But uh, the more That's you're in I it, like, like the more I... <laughs> talented dickheads. Give you some, throw <laughs> yeah, it in the talented dickheads. But the more I understand Supercross and I understand how the certain triples are almost usually from the same template and rollers are trying to be the same radius and, you know, we're trying, we get to build our own course out there. So that's, that's the best part about it is you can measure it. You don't really, you know, it's better to eye it up. Can't rely on a number, but you can build. Or a test run. <laughs> you can. You are the test run. Well, that's the thing. We get a test run. You can, you can, you have nine days to dig and your, whatever line you dream of, you have some crazy double flip in mind. You can try to build it. You have some longest jump in history. You could build it on the steepest line. You, you Whatever you can find in nine days, you can build it. And as long as you have, we get two diggers each. Oh, um, I was going to say, is there a limit to the number of people you can have digging? Yeah, Seminuk ruined that one. He, was, uh, he, had, he brought out like 10 people <laughs> like a couple months prior and built this crazy f- shenanigans. But 
Um, but that he had the right to. There was no rule. Yeah. Like he, that's totally in his power. But then they were like, "All right, we're gonna reel it back in. No power." And then we we'll started people bringing, rolling up with wheel loaders and skiddies. Dude, and, all and then he got stuff. well. Then he got ro- people hanging off of 40, 50 foot cliffs with rock saws, drilling out that one gnarly nose that was gonna get you. Um, so it's just checks and balances. I mean, it's yeah. the vents. It was one in the first year, and then they took some hiatus and stuff. So it's been. Uh, I mean, it's been cool to watch the development of it. And again, like it's just literally take it here and bring it back, checks and balances, and then, and now it's two diggers, um, twenty riders. Um, Each each digger gets two, or each rider gets two diggers. No power tools. Nine days. Um, I said no power tools. It's my toothbrush. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's probably sneaking up a battery power. Something. Yeah. But it's yeah, my favorite event. It's the only one I really care about anymore. Is that I right? It. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was going to ask yeah. what your favorite event is. So uh. yeah, because there's a few, and but that's the, that's the one. Like that's yeah. the one that I. It's like RX Games. It's like uh, it's the one that uh, it's the most fun. It's not someone telling you, especially in yeah. Europe or something. Dust, dust. You must go down this course this time, and it's a uh, kind of freedom, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Creative. Like you said, it allows yeah, you to cut freedom. your own line. I mean, that, that's the thing I enjoyed is watching different riders have their different routes and you it almost takes a little you know it, it almost takes watching one show just to realize how it works and then once you get it you go oh i really appreciate the beauty the natural beauty of what they've created so and i would definitely encourage everyone to go out there because when i watch it on tv i think it looks stupid i'm like this i'm, I don't, like, I'm, I'm afraid like, of heights so i <laughs> i wouldn't go out well there. it's like anything right tv Makes yeah. everything look smaller and easier. I'm like, this is what people have been going nuts over like this whole time. Like I, like we're there and we see it and we're in it. And we're like, this is so gnarly. But like, it's gnarly for all the right reasons. Then you see on TV, you're like, that's it. Like, yeah. So I just urge, if you have a chance, go out and check it out because it's pretty remarkable. In it's person. driving distance. <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> it it kind of is for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in in October this year. Yeah, right? October. I don't. I don't know the date. It's always October. I think it's later in the month. But it's uh, Virgin, Utah. It's like a couple hours from Vegas. Maybe we should go up there and take Troy with us. And yeah, there, have there's a whole actually there's a really good mountain biking. Year. What's the out of Saint George? Yeah, um, yeah it's oh, Saint, it's everywhere. Saint, Saint George is kind of the gateway to Virgin. Yeah, it's, uh, I think Roxon <laughs> even has a house there now. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. Super. Yeah, what's cooler. the plateau called out there that everyone rides at? Um, Gooseberry Mesa. Gooseberry Mesa. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So like all the rampage sites have been like within a half mile radius, or uh, except for the early years, about two miles away. But Gooseberry Mesa is right up there. But all the new sites are literally just a little, you know, land use and all that stuff kind of comes into play in the roads and all that. So they try to keep it the same. But you know, for us, it's it's a blessing because it's happens to be the best place to ride bikes yeah. and the best place to do it yeah awesome well we got to go check that out um tell me about this trip you guys just had so you were shooting a, a commercial i saw pictures i think we've got a few of them here um <laughs> i posted one on our instagram where troy's sitting in a kiddie pool on a big inflatable american eagle with a beer in his hand <clears throat> and uh it's it's pretty damn good well how was that trip it, it worked out well man this is this is what i want to do for the rest of my life i want i like i party with troy lee <laughs> so do i yeah. why that, do you think uh, we're here for that yeah that's that's that. our new slogan the whiskey <laughs> thr- throttle show because troy <laughs> lee needed a bar yeah <laughs> oh there, there it is there it look is. at this there's you ripping around the outside of him on a mini bike <laughs> troy has that look on his face zero fucks given <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The, the, when you're when the, you're floating on a blow up American Eagle in a kid pool, and drinking it's bigger, a beer, it's bigger than the kid pool. Yeah, <laughs> you've made it in life. Yeah. Like no Caring. worries right here. 
Yeah, that was did, like honestly, this is like I I have my land and I have a little. I was, that was the early stages of the pump track for my kids at my house. But like we're gonna burn it in with a mini bike, okay, and get the lines, and then we're gonna keep it for this this fake Fourth of July party that Troy's gonna be there. Um, but that's staying at home, getting to sleep with wife and the kids, and hang out and like at home, and then be able to still do my job. That's that's what I want to do forever. So like I have my jumps and I, you know, we have like a fake party at my house, but it turned out to be like a pretty sweet party. <laughs> what, what the hell is a fake party? Well, so these, so is the Germans that run Adidas. They wanted, they, they're going to launch this new shoe on 4th of July. Sorry if I'm spoiling it, but like it's uh, this new. You're not spoiling it. I mean, there's still a month. <laughs> so the, the whole, the, it's the, the, the Charlie Designs 510, which is owned by Adidas um, line. Like there's five or six shoes. Oh, bam. Look at that. Just like that. And I went wake surfing in the clip shoes. They don't bend. And uh, yeah, so the, the idea is of the best 4th of July party ever. And, we, and, we're try- and it's kind of forced, you know. There's storyboards and, it's, and there's some pretty cool Germans, but they're, you know, a little, Germans. A little disconnected yeah. from what we would I, have an idea of a 4th hey, of July. There's a German distributor here somewhere. Well, there's a 4th of July party. He's it's kind of like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work out. Troy's like, I don't know. They think they're, I don't, we, they got to do all this crazy stuff. Like, you think it's going to work? I'm like, we'll be all right. Like, we can, we can kind of direct as we go. And it, and it seemed really forced at first, but then it ended up being, like, so it's the idea of starting out the lake and then ending with, you know, riding, ending with a party. And in the meantime, we, we tried, rolled the side-by-side twice, <laughs> crashed on the mini bike, and hit his, put his face in the bricks. Yeah, that do we have that the, picture? And no, I was, we, we jumped some jumps, and we had, you know, we, it, was, it was legit. Like, it was awesome. And it was, seemed like it was forced, and it was... Uh, it turned out to actually be authentic. Yeah, nothing. Thanks to Troy. That. Like I was telling the Germans, I'm like, you have to use this. That you were forcing a party <laughs> on a Tuesday. You're trying to hold it at 10 a.m. And this actually is this, is this him in the bricks? That's him. That's the one. And I see he's got like tape over the top of it. Someone, <laughs> yeah. Someone's got a clip of that's that. That's the stuff that's bleeding. But <laughs> someone has a clip. Like I was following behind him, and then he's trying to stuff me in the corner. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just kind of hanging out. And then I'm like, I'm going for it. <laughs> and then he just whammy, dude. I felt so bad because, like, there's nothing you can do. It was awesome. He was, uh, he was a champ. And I think the best thing that sticks out to me is how many times I've heard that story or heard about it since then. And I'm like, man, when I'm, when I'm a couple decades older and I'm like, people, people start getting booze anxiety and the worst hangovers and you're like, ah, I regret that. I just hear about Troy. I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> like, that was the best time. Like, I had, had so much, like, Troy said he had so much fun with you. I'm like, that's what I want to be when I'm that <laughs> age. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, cheers, no regrets. Cheers, cheers to Troy. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, it was, it, we turned a forced party into a, one of the funnest parties I've ever been to, and then he had no regrets at all. And he yeah. rolled side by side twice and, and hit his face on some bricks and had to go to an art <laughs> show with a, with a scab on his head, and he was pumped. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, you know what? Like, if you look back, like, there's no downside to that. Like, he's just <laughs> carrying on, ripping. Only downside was he lost that last brain cell I think he had. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> but they, they regenerate, don't I, they? I wanted to be at, at the place, and I guess he was going to Seattle afterwards or whatever. Yeah. I wanted to be there when he walked in and they went, oh, what'd you do? Oh, I was riding a mini bike, no helmet, straight into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. No, he's like, 
I was back in the warehouse restack, restocking the shelves, yeah. and I bumped my head on the like racking, you know, the big industrial racking. Yeah. Anyway. Now he, he wouldn't do that. He tells it how it is. Yeah. <clears throat> What's that? We have a we have a flip cam. He's, he's got he's got the footage. Oh, he's got the oh, footage. Boy. All right. Well, you, well, I don't know if you can airplay it, but we'll, we'll try we'll, to get maybe it. Maybe they'll clue it in later. All right. We'll throw it in on our social. You got any other good Troy stories? I think that's what the best one. We should just leave with them. I'll be the I'll be the contributor. <laughs> to the, I'll be the contributor to the most current. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, so what's next for you? I mean, you got uh, obviously rampage coming up later in the fall, but between now and then, anything going on? Uh, Sunday, I go to Austria for uh, Crankworks Innsbruck. So that's the mm. uh, the pretty infamous one of the bigger series we have. Yeah, but I'm kind of in a cool spot where I don't ride slope style anymore, and that's the most serious event. And I just do speed and style, and I'm signed up for pump track and racing downhill and whip-offs and things like that. So, like, I can do kind of whatever I want, but Troy doesn't care. I don't – my sponsors don't really care. Yeah. I, I'm just there <laughs> for me, and I want to race downhill. I know I'm not going to win it, but I'm going to try to get top 30. Like, and that'd be, that'd be sweet. And I'm going to yeah. try to win the whip-off, and I'll try to win speed and style and probably not do pump track, whatever. But it's, uh, it's just – it's – nice having the liberty to kind of pick and choose and just go and have fun. Cause, but it, this, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be away from the wife and kids, I'm going to like try to do my best. I'm not sure. just going to go screw around, but like, it's uh it's nice to, I don't know, I almost equate it to like, like the following weekend I'll be racing mammoth moto. And that's super fun because I have zero expectations and no yeah. one's relying on anything on me and I'm just going to have fun. So it's almost back to the same thing because what it, what my sponsors care and would expect me to do is more filming and more like big mountain stuff and like go to crankworks and just have fun. Yeah, and you you kind of slide into that niche that's that's grown. It started kind of with snowboarding, but now there's surfers doing it and and moto guys doing it. Axel Hodges, guys that just sort of twitch. You're just filming cool edits and like being you and getting paid good money for it. Yeah, I, I, the hell is that like, you I'm, son of a bitch? <laughs> I miss it, dude. <laughs> Dude, you talk <laughs> if if hey, talk to Ronnie Renner and yeah, you could say the same thing. But if you've been out to Utah with us for two weeks to get one shot and sweating, and yeah, there's a lot like, that goes into it. There's, sure. There is a lot, but it's but I still enjoy it more yeah. because you're on your own program and you can. I mean, hanging out and at Ray's Burgers in Green River, Utah, for weeks on end is actually kind of sweet. But like at the time, you're kind of like, this sucks. But then you look back at some of the best times of my life. Yeah. So I'm I'm bummed because all of the, the like it was usually 16 millimeter era and like the big films and like VHS and then DVD and like it's kind of gone to the wayside. But it's starting to make a little bit of a comeback. But it, you have to you have to have some big supporters and try to almost do it on your own. Mm. But the cool thing, YouTube, I'm trying to build an audience is then you can kind of just fund it yourself and you mm. can try to get supporters and and be your own producer and and I you know not good at Premiere, but I can edit my own stuff. And um, I have a couple of big projects this year I'm working on. I'll probably end up editing myself. I'll hire some friends that have red cameras and stuff and trying to break some world records. And um, I'll probably end up editing it myself and being the producer. But it's kind, of a, it's kind of a cool time, but I do miss theirs of like, you're sponsored by Oakley, this movie's sponsored by Oakley, you're going to go out, you have a spot in this movie, and then you're kind of secure for the whole year. You can spend your whole year like a skate film and and dedicate every ounce you have into that video part and then watch a premiere in Vegas. And it was, those are some of the best years yeah. of my life, but that just doesn't exist anymore. Right. But the, the media has kind of changed, you know? What do you think started all that? Like, the first video I remember watching is a, it's a snowboard video called Whiskey. You ever remember that oh, video? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, that's yeah. like way back, 93, Sean maybe. Farmer. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I still have that on VHS. It's crazy. I remember yeah. that guy beating his head. He was trying to break a whiskey bottle over his yeah. head, and he just basically knocks himself out of it. Well, the one guy couldn't do it, remember? He kept trying and trying and trying, and he couldn't do it. And he goes, watch this. Hold my bagel. And that, that, <laughs> I did that when I was in high school because of those movies. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. They led to a lot of concussions. But uh, <laughs> yeah. then, like, Krusty Demons of Dirt followed that, and I, I don't know if there was bicycle movies that kind of followed that trail, but... Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was so diverse. Like, you had your low-budget little VX, you know, or handheld. There's no cell phones then, obviously. But, like, then you had the big high-production 16 mils. It it was, it was pretty dynamic, but you could film kind of with your low-budget and save some of your stuff and then go out and film some big part with it. I loved it, man. It was was awesome. It was, it was cool times. Right on, dude. Well, we sure appreciate you coming on, um, if there's anything else you want to say to Troy or, or any of the, the dealers, the distributors we got here I don't about know. the brand? I mean, thanks for, thanks for supporting such an awesome <laughs> brand and thanks for providing such an authentic brand. I was telling some of the distributors that there's a, there's a few companies that I would just fly down for the day, get up forward, come in, then right back to try to make it when I'm in a pretty crunch time week. But uh, this is one of the only comp- this is probably the only company that I'm happy to do it for. Like, I'm, I'm happy to be here, happy to strike this. And uh, I don't know, man. Keep keep making keep making the best helmets and make and painting me the sweetest helmets and and the best gear. Because honestly, I, I took a pay cut to ride for TLE when I was younger, and it's made uh, it's made me look better. It was yeah. like an investment in myself yeah. to like paint my house, you know? Yeah. Like I, I just I've just <laughs> looked better my whole life because of it. And I say thanks to Troy. And I, I was, no, the, the, the quote, hey, the quote right before, because it wasn't like we're really racing on the mini bikes, but I was on 110 and he was on a 50. And then he's like, we're like lining up for this little fake race. And he's all, man, I'm fucked up and this thing's squirrely. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're putting that on my next helmet. Like, <laughs> he's going to hand paint it on like the visor. So it's so sick. That's rad. That's right. Hey, I was going to say, just keep showing up to those fake parties, <laughs> yeah. and you guys will be just fine. Yeah. We'll be all right. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Best of luck thanks this year. Thanks for having me. We'll be watching close. Cheers, boys. Tara for Cam Zeke. Dude, so my favorite, uh, he, Troy's painted me a bunch of helmets over the years, and he did one. It was actually the helmet that we used for Supercross the movie. Trip Carlisle raced in it. and uh, Oh, yeah, Trip. Just on the very back, along the very bottom of the helmet, it says, eat chickens and fly like a witch. And I'm like, I'm like, Troy, like, what the hell is this? Is this like a quote from something? He goes, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I thought I'd put it on there. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense of the time. <laughs> Standard. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. This is your Troy the Designs beer break. Get yourself a cold beer. Have a piss. Whatever you got to do. We'll be right back. I want to introduce you guys to PowerDot, a wireless muscle stim unit that is controlled by an app on your phone. It's incredibly simple. This is something I've used for a little over a year now to help with arm pump and nagging injuries, and I've had amazing results with it. They recently worked with Adam Cianciarillo to help rehab his knee after surgery. He had an ACL replaced, and after talking to him, it's something he swears by. He's adamant that this is the one thing that got him back on the bike quicker and got him healthy. So if you have any muscle pain, any nagging injuries, or you want to recover the best way possible, Head over to PowerDot.com forward slash Whiskey Throttle for a chance to win a free unit or get 20% off your next purchase. That's PowerDot.com forward slash Whiskey Throttle for 20% off and a chance to win. You can thank me later.
I'm like a phantom or a ghost Those days are another man of his mistakes Too many cigarettes in my ashtray Fate, I'm dying for a taste No point in trying to buy What comes with age All right, welcome back to the Whiskey Throttle Show, everybody. That was your Troy Lee Designs beer break. And speaking of Troy Lee Designs, we are here tonight, the annual global sales meeting here for all the Troy Lee Designs distributors and salespeople around the world. So uh, we're having a peek at all the 2020 gear. I wish I could scan the, the camera around and show you guys, but it's, it's still a little ways off for you. Uh, just know that it's, uh, it's awesome looking. There's stuff that uh, is super clean and, and, and solid lines and some pretty wild, crazy stuff. So wild to mild has kind of been Troy's thing, and he's sticking with it, and uh, you guys are going to be stoked on what's coming. Some new models, some different stuff. I can't really get into it. They told me to, to shut my mouth about it, but I'm excited. Uh, they also have got the Troy Lee Designs Freedom Pack if you're uh, prepping for the 4th of July. Get this, man. It's a shirt, a hat, a koozie, and just about all the damn America you can handle. <laughs> right? <laughs> the essentials. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, when I came here, that's all I needed. That's it. And uh, speaking of 4th of July... We are taking our show on the road. If you are planning on going to Redbud this year on 4th of July weekend, Redbud! you are going to see the you Whiskey Throttle Show. We're hosting a live show Friday night in parking lot B. God, pray for us. Uh, <laughs> is it could get really ugly and rowdy. Uh, but we've got Mike LaRocco coming in as our featured guest. A couple members of the Michigan Mafia also going to show up, make some appearances. Uh, it's our first kind of out-of-town show, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. So... So check that out. Uh, you, we'll, we'll kind of announce more if you follow our Instagram page as we get further down the road. And last thing I want to mention, that song bringing us back in was Sublime with Rome. If you've not seen their new video, Lights On, uh, it features Troy Lee Design's own Cole Seeley and his girlfriend, those guys, uh, Rome Ramirez and, and Eric and those guys shot a really cool video. And it's rad that they're using um, motocross athletes and even more cool that they're using Troy Lee Design's guys. So check that out if you have not and I want to jump right into our next guest. So if you guys will help me welcome up the brother of former Supercross champion, Mike Bell, Mr. Scotty Bell. Scotty, where are you at? Set the beer down, buddy. Come on up. Oh, oh he's breakdancing. I don't know what he's doing. He's breaking <laughs> and dancing at yeah. the same time. <laughs> All right. Scotty Bell is a longtime friend of TLD here. He's uh, sort of the, I don't know, what did that he even, he even built that hodgepodge ramp. Yeah. 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 We, Hey, that, Mitch, good luck. I hope it's good. Luck. <laughs> Get he's he's a magician. I call it, he's a magician. He just makes things appear. MacGyver. Yeah, he just yeah. makes, makes MacGyver. it happen, man. Yeah, he just makes it appear. He's the yeah. MacGyver around yeah. here. Yeah. Creative, uh, creator of our handlebar. Who likes the handlebar here? This is Scotty Bell's creation. Give it up for my man. Well, the people at the handlebar are so busy indulging that they're yeah. not even listening. That's a chatter in the yeah, background. That's a damn shame. I, uh, I also empty the trash cans and, and do the lawn out yeah. front, you yeah. know, make this place look like it looks. You're retired. What else are you going to do? Eh. Golf. Golf. <laughs> Go sailing. Ride my mountain bike. Thanks to Troy, I, I ride an e-bike. Changed my life. Specialized, I love right? Got, yeah. I'm yeah. specialized. Well, you got a Levo? What do you got? Nothing I got but the a best. Levo, yeah. yeah. Nothing but the best. It's the same thing you guys are riding. Yeah. Like when you pass a dude who's just struggling and sweating his face off, you're like, "Hey, all right, just slow down and go, hey, how you doing?" <laughs> you know what? I, I rode with some hey. kid yesterday that uh, through Temecula, through Wine Country, and and it was like we were the same because he's 17 years old and I'm 59, and yeah. we just. 
pedal and have fun. It's awesome. Yeah. And he's wearing his Troy Lee gear and the whole yeah. deal. It's like, this is cool. Do you it's know what I'm going to do? It's a, it's a great equalizer. I'm going to start messing with people. I'm going to pull up next to him and be like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm more, and then just go sit up and just fucking take off. Just go. Yeah. Start messing with him. That's it's cool. It's cool. So where did you meet Troy Lee? Oh, man. I, I <laughs> met him a long time ago. I, I was working construction and, and uh, was racing, you know, at GFI, Go Breckers track, yeah. you know, at Paris. And uh, I'm like, dude, I, I think I'm, I'm winning the 30 class right now, 30 intermediate. And uh, I need a Troy Lee helmet. <laughs> so, kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> Hook me up. So anyway, um, I, was, I, I was winning and this and that. And, and Troy probably doesn't even remember this, but he, he painted me a really bitchin' helmet uh, right over my Rick Johnson. Oh, was the Rick Johnson Mad Dog lid? Yep. Yeah. Painted over it. Because, I mean, hey, Ooh. my brother's Mike Bell. What's Rick Johnson? <laughs> I, I wish I had that helmet. But anyway, so um, I, he did a bitchin' paint job. First time out with the helmet, I crashed. My daughter was like seven years old, picked me up, helped me load it in the truck. And I'm like, man, my brand new helmet, I wrecked it. So I took it to Troy to get it repainted. And he just cleared over it. <laughs> He's like, you're going to crash again. <laughs> it's never, it's never going to be like... That, that's just that's his style like he's like why would I fix it I'm just going to clear over it so he's um, put a sticker on it yeah but he was yeah. he was working then at the airport in Corona what was, oh yeah he had a little hanger like there was like three people oh yeah Troy Lee was Troy Lee Mike David I think you hired him and you had Rochelle yeah that was it oh that was where it started that's where it started ah. yeah way let back let me guess then. 81 <laughs> I know I'm close. I know I'm close. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know I'm close. close. I'm pretty close. So anyway, so that happened, and then uh, I was working construction, blah, blah, blah. Broke my leg uh, in Mammoth, and Supermoto started. And Troy's like, hey, uh, you got a broken leg and this and that, but you want to, you know, we got Jeff Ward. Jeremy McGrath. Jeff Ward. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jake Zimke. I think I've heard of him. Uh, Chris, we had these different, he had these different riders, and so we had this little shop back here, and him and Bob Weber, back in the Bob Weber days, and he's like, hey, you know, you can't go to work, so you want to work on these motorcycles, and all I was a part changer, and Chad Watts did the motors, uh, and the rest is history. And, yeah, a few and, championships later. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, you rode. Grant yeah. was riding then. And yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was some fun times. So that's kind of how I got in the back door of this place, and I'm still in the back door. Now you're thick as thieves. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then you may... Uh, never mind. Have you ever taken a... Uh, no, so you've been penalized. Yeah, you were. A few times. <laughs> a few times. Penalized. <laughs> Penalized, like Grant what was says. that? Analyzed. That's that's something different. <laughs> no, I mean analyzed. Analyzed. Oh yeah, yeah. Analyzed. you got analyzed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So uh, as that goes on, uh, when I retired from construction, Jeremy McGrath retired then. So uh, step up, You guys remember that three and a half hour show? Like I built that bike in my garage. He he also three and a half hour show. Yeah, it was it's big time. a bit of a dig, like up. No, it was good. But it you had to wait good. three and a half hours for that. It yeah, was well. it was a good show. It was fun. It was a good show. Yeah. And then it wasn't uh, a show. It was real life. It yeah. was it was live. Yeah. Uh, the best. I don't know. X Games. No, that was a gnarly. Step it was gnarly. It was gnarly. 
I did it. Uh, well, I gave it a shot at Monster the one day, and and I, that, that's when I realized I was afraid of heights. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I, just, I was like, I like going there, but not. It, there what's crazy there. is little Tommy Clowers. Tom Cat, was yeah. the best at it. Yeah. He was really good. Well, there were a few. Renner was good. Renner was MC good. was good. Biden, MC was good. Biden was Biden good. Was good. Yeah. Well, that's when his shoulder kept popping. I out. remember that. Yeah. So that's why I went so long. Yeah. And so I did that, and then... Um, Hence the three and a half hours. Yeah. I remember you going with Jeremy to, like, uh, the Hanford Supercross. Oh, just yeah. Just, like, oh, mammoth, yeah. random stuff. You oh, helped yeah. Jeremy out a lot. Oh, Where's Hanford? Yeah. It's just Central Cal. Yeah. They, they uh, had a race up there. Alessi. Or Med... Alessi and him. Remember all those things? Yeah. We, we would go there, and in a 24-hour period, MC would make $24,000. And we would drive home and just to go, like, dude, we just made... 900 bucks an hour. We just made $1,000 an hour, like, just to, you know, to have fun yeah. and, and go racing. And, I and my, brother, my brother, Mike Bell, no, no disrespect, love him, Supercross champ, but when you're his brother, it's like, we just went to the races and like, oh, he just won that. Oh, he won that. He beat this guy. He beat Hannah. He did that. So, I mean, I love Mike and, and he's a great guy, but... Uh, uh, really, I didn't appreciate motocross until I really, you know, started hanging out with Troy and Jeremy and stuff back, you know, when I was a bit older. Yeah. You know, and not really when you're the little brother, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, some of the luster gets taken off of it huh, when you yeah. you just grow up around it. Yeah. Well, boy, Did, we went from a little bit of the uh, the roast to the bromance real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, your job's secure. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, hey, you're good. I'm good. Did you no go? one want... Did huh? you go with Jeremy to that? There was a Supercross in Salt Lake that was just out at some field, but there was a huge purse. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Maybe 96-ish, yeah. 7. Spent all the money on the way home in Vegas. In Vegas. <laughs> the son of a bitch wins. I, got, I ended up 20 getting grand. second. 20 he won grand. 20 grand, spent it all in Vegas on the way home. Yeah. I'm like, nice. That's how you roll? Uh, Tax yeah. write-off. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Seven time. Yeah. One yeah. and only. Did you spend your second place money in Vegas? No, 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 I did not. And it was much less. Hey, I, I was going to say, usually when they entice people for the purse money, it's like 20 grand for first and 500 bucks yeah. for second. Yeah, yeah it was pretty something like that. Third place gets 250. All, All right, right. So, so enough about me. Let's get back to Troy. Yeah. Just a few weeks ago, Cam Zink kind of summed it up. That was one hell of a trip. Yeah. So you were, you were kind of uh, driving that whole expedition. Well, I think Troy's wife put me in charge of him and i haven't spoken to her since oh Uh-oh. boy yeah she put you in she charge mad? yeah well no i don't think she's mad but he probably shouldn't have cut his head like he did <laughs> uh probably putting a put the 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 old polaris on its side twice well, you but know it happens i had i had nothing to do with it yeah i was just there i mean every morning when we woke up it was fourth of july that's <laughs> what this video is so you guys on fourth of july you're going to see this video and Fourth of July, we, grind, Groundhog style. Yeah. yeah. And every morning, hey, happy Fourth of July. Remember that, Troy? <laughs> you <laughs> know, like, I'm, I remember cup of coffee and, and off we went, you know, and, and uh, Cam was the, the perfect host and it was awesome. So that, so, was, our, that was our latest. But that, we, we've that is pretty funny that Scotty Bell was in charge. I mean, well, you know, shit's is, going sideways. That when, is the when blind leaving the blind. Uh, so I, I, you've got to have some good stories here. Let's hear some. Uh, so we're in Mammoth, and Donnie Wilson over here, he had, a, he had a tequila sponsor. So, of course, we had to test some of that. 
And anyway, uh, product development. Product development. <laughs> so we were out in the town and what have you. And all of a sudden, it was time to go to bed. So we found a condo that the door opened. The, the police had just left. <laughs> so we went up, went to bed. And three hours later, I woke up and there was a mattress on my head. I went upstairs and I figured, well, I hope Troy's still here. So I go up there and there's Troy and Donnie. Um, I think Troy thought it was Max because they were cuddling. <laughs> and anyway, so I'm like, hey, we got to get back to the track and, and get Max going. And uh, we walked downstairs, got the mattress off, got Donnie off of Troy. And anyway, Troy Threw had some underwear. Yeah. And Troy had on <laughs> some disinfectant wipes. One, Troy had on, he wears like a size nine, nine and a half. He was wearing that in like a size 14 shoe <laughs> when we headed down the road. So we got to go. We got, Max is probably the first practice, like 7 o'clock, 7.15. It goes like that. So, we're, okay, we're, we're, we're focused on Max. And anyway, we're walking down the street, and the phone rings, and it's Max. He says, hey, Dad, where are you? And, and Troy looks at me. He goes, hell, I don't know, Max. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but we were in Mammoth. We were in Mammoth. So we're walking down the street. So we, we better hitchhike. We better, we better get to Max and get him. You know, you guys know how practice is at MAM. Oh, it's yeah. like 7.15 to 7.15, 7.30, So anyway, this guy picks us up, takes us back to our condo. Uh, we act like nothing happened, and Max is like, oh, man, oh, I'm glad you guys are here. We go up to the track. Max does his practice. Everything's cool. Probably 11 o'clock, 11.30. Time to have a beer because we kind of we're out. And we're walking through the pits, and this guy walks up to us and says, hey, how are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're cool. And uh, Troy's like, who? I mean, I don't really know this guy. Who's this guy? And he goes, oh, I'm the guy that gave you guys a ride back to the condo, like at ah. 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> so it was one of those Troy Lee deals, which thanks, you don't man. know. And you, yeah, and thanks, man. And I owe you one. Exactly. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, the stories go on and on and on, you know, and I'm not going to uh, act like I haven't been a part of some no, of the... you're a big part. That's why I want to hear the stories. <laughs> yeah, well... What's the, what's the worst one you've ever been a part of? The messiest? It has to be a day-in-the-dirt story. Oh, LACR. Okay. When it's raining, and all of a sudden there's a pit bike race... And Troy and Paul Tracy are in their G-strings in the oh, mud. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> well, what else are you going to race a pit bike? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that, I mean, that one, that one sticks out. And uh, I don't know. I, I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you holding back? I'm holding back a little bit. So, anyway, that, that, that's a good one. And, and the guy, he's nice. Look, look at everybody here. Yeah. He's the nicest guy you ever met. Yeah. No matter what. You uh, know that. I know. I, I know. Yeah. I just love him. He's, he's, <laughs> he's just a great guy. We um, all do. That's why we're here. Yeah. But we're telling stories, bud. You got to come with something better than that. Come on. Mm. I know you got good ones in there. <laughs> Is that the look of approval? Oh, he, here we go. Uh, Troy threw his hands in there. Yeah. I think old yeah. bets are off. All right. So, there was this one time at band camp, and... Ah, just tell it. It's yeah. all good. No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, good. I'm good with what I had to say. 
You don't kiss All and right. tell. Mm-mm. You don't kiss and tell. It's no. impolite. No. Jet boat. Jet boat. Come on. Yeah. They're yelling jet boat. Jet boat. Troy says he doesn't care. Jet That's boat. No. Jet boat. Troy has NFGs. We're gonna let Mitch Payton come up here and tell some <laughs> <Okay>. good ones. <laughs> All right. No. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. You good? I'm good. All right. I'm good. All right. I, I I respect the guy and and everything he does for everybody here. We all and, do. We all do. Yeah. You know, well, thanks to make guy. it all serious, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Everyone thinks <laughs> I got a bunch of. I. I, I know. But I what mean, do you mean we think? We know. We yeah. know. He has kids. Young kids. Old I know. Kids. Yeah. That is a good point. All right. Good point. Car- good point. Hey, Carly. Come even here. I have to remind come here, myself. Carly. That. Carly's got a good one. Come here, Carly. Is Carly got His a His daughter. Yeah. All right. Bring her up. She's got a good one. All right. Hey, there's another headset right here. Grab oh, this yeah, headset. I got it. All right. Come on over to this side, Carly. Of course. It Let us introduce stuck. Carly Lee. This is Troy's daughter. And she's got to have some stories. I have a lot of stories. Oh, All right. yeah. So, so Carly, welcome to the Whiskey Throttle Show. Thank you. Um, You've got one of the most uh, interesting fathers <laughs> I've, ever, I've ever known. So yeah. let's hear a good one. I like to call him the Disneyland dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's a lot of fun. That's Disneyland dad. I like that. Um, one of my favorite stories... It's kind of about me, and it's the way he reacted to the situation <clears throat> at Day in the Dirt. Okay. Glen Helen's always a good time. So I was 16, my first time drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and his friend drops off a case of moonshine. Oh, shoot. Oh, boy. And it's going sideways. So I took it upon myself to try some. It tasted really good. I don't know how strong that is and how fast it hits you. I drink like the whole jar. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I wake up the next morning and I feel so guilty. And I go straight to him I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I, I drank some moonshine last night. I regret it. I don't feel good. I know I'm too young or whatever. And he goes, you know, I'm not mad that you drank. I'm mad that you stole from me. <laughs> <laughs> that was his moonshine, damn it. Yeah. And I needed every last jaw. Yeah. And, so, and that's when I was like, all right, you're pretty cool. I, I accept that. Um, Not bad for a dad. So did he crack you a beer and go, here, hair of the dog. This is how you fix a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of talks like that. He goes, you know, if you ever want to try anything, um, I'd rather you do it with me first. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not doing anything with my dad. With that. <laughs> no. Um, but I do, I do respect that because he, he's trying to be responsible. Yeah. <laughs> so do you appreciate that now? Do you take advantage of that? Party with dad? Yeah. He, I would. If he was my dad, I'd be, I'd be getting after it. Parties he, all the time. He definitely out Parties at my dad's me. house. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's nine o'clock. It's ready for bed. And he's like, one more hour, please. <laughs> <laughs> Begging his daughter to stay yeah, at the yeah. party. I'm like, where's the keys? All DD. It's fine. <laughs> Um, gosh, there's so many. I'm trying to think. There's another time when he came out when I went to school in Mississippi, and I'm like, come out with me and my girlfriends and my roommates. And he's like, how do you go out? You're 19. I'm like, Dad, everyone has a fake ID. <laughs> and um, so we go out to the bar, and we're all dancing and having a good time. And he's like, let me get a picture of you guys together and, and send it to your mom and the family and stuff. And this yeah, guy... Not that- yeah, I can see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> good one, Troy. Great idea. It sounded good at the time, I bet. <laughs> this guy elbows me, and he goes, 
are you okay with this old guy taking a picture of you? <laughs> he looks kind of creepy. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, that's my dad. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm really proud of him, and he's, he's an awesome dad. He's one of a kind. He's one of a kind. This guy is... You guys, yeah. this guy is one of a kind. Never going to have another one like him. We drive each other crazy, but... Yeah. But well, he's we produced lot, he's yeah. produced some cool kids yeah. despite all his craziness. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Scotty Bell, thank you guys. Appreciate the stories. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> we are going to uh, we're going to move along to our final guest. If Mr. Mitch Payton would make his way up to the stage. And and while we're bringing Mitch up, Troy, why don't you come up too? I think I think his stories are best told with both of you here. Troy, come on up, bud. Let's get you guys both up here. We need to move that chair out of the way, huh? Well, we need both. Well, let's we'll have Troy. Yeah, let's have Troy stand right here. It's all right. <laughs> Scott. Yeah, I was going to say. Troy wanted to put you down here. Oh, we don't need this one? No, we don't need the chair. Let's have him stand over here. All right. Watch your step, bud. <laughs> so we made a little little box for uh, Mitch up here and Troy's like no 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 keep it low I want Mitch's chin to be like right at the top of the table level that'll be so funny <laughs> remember home improvement old Wilson <laughs> so we, we didn't do that we didn't do that to Mitch uh, there should be two where's the other one don't be a dick to your feet and don't Get, be a dick to your feet oh, it's Help right him out. here sorry uh, I dropped the ball my bad my bad my bad Yes, <laughs> that's GL's vodka. From Montana, don't, do don't not touch break the it. Vodka. Oh. Do not break it. Our friendship will go sideways. This is yours here, Mitch. Oh boy, it's shit's about there, to get real. There, there you go. Oh, he's bending it around the sideways. Help, help, help your boy. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. Is, is everybody on? Uh, I'm super happy. Well, yeah. I feel like. I feel like it's a conference call. Are we all on? Are we on? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? All right, all right. You want to talk? And then everyone interrupts each other constantly. Welcome to the Whiskey Throttle Show, you guys. It's good to be here, man. Yeah. Let's hear it for Troy Lee and Mitch Payton. Thank you, guys. All right. So I, I've been friends with both of you since the mid, early mid-90s. And I've heard it's just been like one story after another. You two assholes getting in trouble as kids. <laughs> They're so good, and I, and I thought that we got to just have you guys tell them. So, go back to how you two met. Um, I, th I think me and Troy, well, Bill Keefe worked for me at Anaheim Husky, and I think they became friends, and then we sort of became friends. We were going to Golden State races, and Troy had a Suzuki, and he always had, like, really cool gear, and he painted his bike, so it wasn't yellow. It was, like, red and white. It was really bitchin' white Suzuki. Okay. So we started traveling to the hotels together, and then we'd wait till he'd go to bed, and then we'd go steal his plastic off his bike. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would come out looking for it, and he's all stressed out, you know. We'd say, oh, we'll see if we can find it, you know. And like, <laughs> we'd wind up giving it back. So I think we met each other doing the Golden State races. Okay, back in, what years was this? It was like, uh, what? 79 or 80. 79, yeah. 79. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> look, at, look at Mitch's headset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of them's out. 
<laughs> Come on, Mitch. This is not your first breathing. rodeo, bud. You What's happening? It's all the freaking. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just this shit. Hey, you guys have a lot better volume now. <laughs> well, I can, hear I can actually now. hear the bullshit you guys are saying. <laughs> you can do it this way too, though, if you want. <laughs> hey, let me just mute my headset. <laughs> Sweet, bro. Cool story. <laughs> That's a one ear mute. That's if, if you don't want to listen, you just turn them inside out. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I'm crying. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's start fresh. Um, all right. So we, got, we already got told the Marie Callender story. That's like a classic. So the other classic we got to get out of the way is the airplane story. And I know some people have heard this, but a lot of people haven't. You would truly be in prison today if that happened today. <laughs> so I want you guys to tell me how that went down. There was a whole bunch of people on a flight back, I think from Southwick on a Sunday night from a national. And it was like going to land here at midnight or something like that. And everybody was on the plane. And I think me and Troy might have been drinking. I think it's a possibility. I, I heard something about all the white Russians in the world had been consumed by that point. <laughs> yeah, they were gone. <laughs> and, uh, so he would, I think we were up in first class. No, we, you said your back went out, so I carried you on. Oh, that's right. <laughs> my, my back I, went out. I told the guy that we needed to sit in first class because my back was hurt, and Troy carried me on the plane. And, <laughs> And uh, we, we scammed first uh, class seats because it was too far to take me back because the pain was starting to set in. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so we were drinking, and uh, uh, I think McCarty was up there and a couple of the Yamaha guys. and Wardy and Emig. Well, no, they were in the back. Oh, yeah. And then so, like, Troy went in the back of the plane to see some of the... Oh, no, he took them drinks back there. Because they were going to have a lot of wine up front. And... Too much. And Love we free fall. wine. <laughs> so he's taking drinks from first class back to coach and smuggling them back to these guys. And I don't know how, but one of them decided that it would be funny if Troy would see if he could get in the overhead compartment. <laughs> and so, and they're like, do it, do it. <laughs> and he's like, are you guys sure? You sure it's a good idea? Great idea. I was ready to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All great decisions start with I was eating a salad. So uh, he gets in the overhead compartment and they shut it as soon as he gets in. So now he's locked in the overhead compartment. Because you can't open it from the inside. That's it, what I was thinking. And somebody says to the stewardess coming by and he's kind of going, hey, let me out of here. <laughs> and, <laughs> so yeah, they, no shit. They're, they're trying to get the stewardess to open the overhead and she's going along, and they're like, hey, can you give me a blanket? And uh, she's, she's like, oh, there's none here. And she's moving up. And they're like, one more. <laughs> and as soon as she clicks the button, it just falls open, and it's Troy. <laughs> and he's, like, pretty drunk, and he's like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she immediately says, she goes, I'm going to get the pilot. And, uh, and Troy's like, now he's kind of like half in and out of the thing. And he's like, just let him fly. Let him fly. And he goes, I feel like we're low. Are we low? <laughs> <laughs> so it just kept going. And I don't know how, but they, we got her kind of calmed down. And she, she didn't get the pilot. And Troy came back up. And he was sitting there with me. And he was sitting on the side of the seat. And he's trying to talk. And then he slides <laughs> off and it crashes. And by the end of the flight, uh, 
He didn't have his shoes on. I had one. Well, he had one. <laughs> You've had multiple shoe issues over the years, yes. apparently. Shoes are a problem with this guy. Oh, and he woke up a guy sleeping. Hey, where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> so he had one shoe when we got off, and we took his backpack, and we took everything out of it and put it in, like, my backpack, and then we filled up his backpack with wine bottles. <laughs> And he's getting off the plane. He's all clank, clank, clank. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a recycler. Wardy, uh, took, Wardy took me home that night, which yeah. is awesome, man. Wardy's, <laughs> Wardy's amazing. It's nice to have somebody that was keeping an eye on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys weren't. No, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Speaking of, you can't say that. What happened in Gainesville? Oh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Was... This is another story we got to tell. Gainesville, right? Tell us the Gainesville story, because this is as good as they come right here. <clears throat> this is not being a dick to your feet. This is being a dick to your friend. Yeah. This is a great story. <laughs> Mitch is giving you the evil eye. <laughs> <laughs> this was not cool. Rental cars are really cool. Yeah. Yes. We had a station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and? And Mitch what, what little... year? What year is this? 86, 87? Uh, Probably 87, maybe, something like okay. that. We went down just to watch. Me and him wanted to go. So we said, let's go to Gainesville. And he's like, all right, let's go. So Troy got the rented car because I couldn't drive, so it was a lot safer if he did. And uh, You thought. <laughs> <laughs> so the night, I think it was, oh, a Sunday night. It must have been because we flew home on a Monday. So Sunday night, everybody's done. Went to, I think we went to go eat, and then we came back, and there was a dirt field next to the hotel, and pretty soon guys wanted to go rallying in the dirt field. I don't blame him. And I left my wheelchair at the hotel, so I'm in the back. And then we got like three people in the front, three people in the back. Who you got? You got Dogger with you? Who else? Brian Manley. Brian Manley. Manley. Dogger. Um, Terry Fowler. Terry Fowler. Troy and myself. I don't know. Yeah. But we're rallying this station wagon. Guys are taking turns driving it and stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we notice there's a car with its headlights pointed at us. And we're like, hey, that guy's coming at us. And then he just turns the lights on. And it's a cop. And then we look behind us. Oh, that's a cop too. And like, we're like, that ain't good. So these guys saw the cop cars. And then somebody, I don't remember who yelled it, but somebody says, I'm out of here. And all the doors opened up and everybody split. (laughs) And I was sitting in the middle of a station wagon in the back. And I'm like, I can't go anywhere. and the, the cop was pretty pissed, and he let, he, two of our buddies ran off, and I think Troy did, into the swamp, like, like, <laughs> mud deep, and like, they're wearing their Sunday night going out to dinner clothes, you know, and they're just running through the mud, and they turned two dogs loose on Manly and this other guy, and they treed them. They, yeah. they were trying to hide in the tree, like, <laughs> they caught them, and Troy ran somehow back to the hotel and was hiding in our room. And the cop told me to get out of the car, and he's got a gun on me, like, like this. And I'm like, I can't get out. And he's like, I'm going to give you one more chance. You better get out of the damn car. And I'm like, dude, I'm not getting out. I said, I'm paralyzed. I can't get out. You know, and he's like, put your hands on the door. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm doing that, and he's got this dog is barking at me that's going to bite me right at the end of this leash. And I'm like, I can't believe these guys left me. Like... So I'm stranded in this car, and this cop is letting me have it. 
And all I could think of was, I didn't want to get anybody in trouble, so I'm going to be super cool. I said, uh, well, why are you in the back of this car? And I'm like, well, whose car is it? It's my buddy's. Where's he at? He went to bed. And, uh, well, what do you do in the back of the car? Well, see, we were at this bar, and I wanted to stay later, so I met these guys from Canada. Yeah, Canada. That's it. <laughs> and, and they said that we would hang out together and they would drive us back and then they'd give me the keys and I'd go to bed. Like, so it's just later. I don't want to go back. We're having fun, you know. And who are these guys? I don't remember their names. And I'm trying not to get anybody in trouble and denying I know anybody. And about that time, the two dogs had caught two people and they're walking right toward me. <laughs> and they're like, do you know him? And they're like, yeah, that's our buddy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you know? That's my buddy. And uh, so now they wrap me out, and I'm like, and they had gone back to our hotel room. They wanted to know where I stayed. Knocked on the door. Troy's under the bed trying to hide. <laughs> <laughs> and you had showered, right? You said you yeah, like were all muddy. I was covered with mud. Me and Ronnie went back, and we're like, fuck, we got to pretend like we've been here. So we showered and got in bed late, and then we got out of bed, and like, what's up? Oh, man, you woke me <laughs> up. up? Oh, what's up? Oh. The cops are coming in our room. We're like, <laughs> So the cops grab Troy, they bring him down to this field, and then the, the cops are talking to these two other guys, so you know all these guys, and they're like, hey, you know the dude in the back of that car? Yeah, we know him. I, yeah, I kind of know him. And uh, <laughs> so Troy's standing there, and I told Troy, I said, hey, you got to act like you're super pissed at me for taking this car, because I told him that you don't know nothing. <laughs> So then Troy, I thought he'd be kind of cool about it. He's F-bombing me, like, <laughs> letting me have it. And this cop's watching us, and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck do you do, bitch? Like, <laughs> he's just throwing me down, like, I take you to somewhere one time, and you just fucking don't listen. You do all this stuff. Like, there's no way I'm hanging out with you, and we get home. You're fucking done. <laughs> like... I'm like, wow, he's really letting he's me really have it. He's really selling it. He's selling it <laughs> <Yeah>. hard. <laughs> and he, so then the cops are, where's your wheelchair? And I said, in a room. <laughs> so he's like, so he's like, all right, tell you what. I want you guys to take this car. I'm going to follow you to the hotel, and I better not see any of you for the rest of the night. If I do, you're going to jail. We're like, yes, sir, sorry. <laughs> like, and he was a one, one of those cops with the flat brim, so they're super scary, you know? Like, wow. Oh, yeah. They look like the zero tolerance <laughs> yep, type he, cops. And the dogs. Like, they oh, yeah. let two dogs loose on guys running, and they treat them. That was gnarly. That is pretty gnarly. Yeah. That must yeah. be a swamp move. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I'd never even heard the term treat them. Yeah, they treat them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like, <laughs> like a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't been treated. That's what they do to prisoners that escape. You know, they set the hounds loose after them. Run them up a tree. Well, they weren't that hard to find because they were wearing like white clothes and like a nice shirt, you know, yeah. and you're in this tree trying to hide. <laughs> so what's the conversation after? You guys are back in the room and like, how does that go down? Are you laughing about it? Or are you like, did no, you really like run and leave me sitting in this oh, car? No, I was like beyond myself with that. Yeah. <laughs> but then we're laughing at him chewing my ass yeah, out. Like, like, what the hell? Oh, I'm like, dude. Yeah. And he's like, I think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We got to hear the Marie Callender story from them, though. Yeah, what about the grass story? Let's get I want to hear it because when I heard this the first time about 10 years ago with you guys, I was crying for a while. 
So, because this story has got to be the most ridiculously funny, stupid story I've ever heard. Well, like, I think Bill had a little different, but like we, me and Troy came over here and we, we started off totally stock. Like we went in, we were going to have dinner, and we had <laughs> beer. The girls were cute. Kind of cute. And then, and then they're like, you want another one? And we're like, yeah. And then we started laughing a little bit. Like everything we said was kind of funny to us. And Troy's I like, have that too sometimes. And he's like, when we got out of my van, Troy's like, check this out. They just put the grass down. Like you can just peel it up. And I'm like, that is sick. I'm like, that is neat. So like, we probably could have got away with the crime if we would have waited until the restaurant was closed. <laughs> yeah, they're inside watching you going, what are these guys doing? <laughs> but there was, there was people on the balcony and we, Troy would roll the stuff up, he'd put it on my lap, I'd roll over the van, chuck it in the van. <laughs> but wait, and, why? And, what made you decide well, no, this? Like, we, who really needed grouse that bad? No, Both of our houses didn't have any grouse. Well, but we were taking it, we were taking it to, so when Troy married Carrie, uh, Bill and Carrie lived in the front house, and then Troy rebuilt the garage into the apartment, and back then that was called the Love Shack. Yeah. It still is, right? Yeah. That's still right over here. And yeah. that's, that was the Love Shack, and actually, originally, when they talked about where he started, he had like a 10 by 20 tin building right behind that where he used to work out of. And then finally, he went to the airport. Okay. But, and we used to always hang out at the Love Shack. That was a, the, there was a Who party. Wouldn't? There was a party seven nights a week there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and honestly, like, it's kind of crazy because, like, like, Bill did, and I did, and Troy did. Like, everybody, everybody busted ass. Like, we all worked. And then on the weekends, we all raced. So, like, everybody would be gone. We'd travel somewhere, go to a race. And then Monday morning, right back to work. So, like, you worked seven days a week. So, like, you had this group of people that was pretty tight, and we just were all kind of young, and, like, anything that was funny was straight up going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, but that comes back to that whole work hard, play hard system. You know, if we, you're working hard, you've got to have fun and have a release. And some people covered. do it differently. <laughs> but So we went to Marie Calendars, we did all that, and then somebody on the balcony said that they heard laughter in the parking lot. <laughs> and it was us laughing. And so this guy comes out there and I've got all kinds of muddy hands. He goes, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and and Troy, He was like the perfect wheelbarrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he had already called the cops and then we we're like, We'll just put it back. And the guy goes, oh, no, you don't. You're not touching nothing. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, we're like, well, hey, man, we'll fix it. We'll just fix it. We're laying it right back out. <laughs> it's going to be fine. No, be but I love the part when you guys, when you were telling the story, and they come and they put the lights on. Troy's like, I haven't done nothing. And they're like, Mitch, well, they didn't say Mitch, obviously, but they're like, what are you doing? You're stealing grass? You're like, no. And Troy said he turns around and it's stacked up and you can barely see over the top. And you're like, no, I'm not stealing it. Well, what are you doing? Um, yeah, so they rolled like three cop cars around and they wanted to talk to us and we're like, oh, you know, like... And then the guy comes out and says, what do you want to do? And the guy goes, I want to press charges. And, the, and he goes, well, what do you estimate it's worth? And the guy goes, 10 grand. And, and <laughs> like, 10, 10 grand? <laughs> Seems a little steep for grass. Yeah, and the, and the, the policeman says, you know, that's grand theft, like... Are you sure you want to do that? Oh, yeah, do it. And we're like, holy crap, grand theft. We're going to the slammer. So this guy, like, cuffs Troy. And then 
I don't know why, but they trusted me to drive my van to the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're drunk. Now. I could have made a run for it. Like, I could have took off. And they just I said, follow us to the police on. station? So they just made me drive behind, like I got a cop car in front of me, one behind, blinking lights, escort me to the thing, and then they put us in separate cells, and then Troy called Junior, and he had called Junior, we were standing there, and he's like, Junior, man, we need, we need you to get some bail money, get down here, what, what'd you do? And he says, well, you know, we stole some grass. <laughs> oh, you dumbass, how much did you steal? And he said, oh, I think maybe like 13 rolls. And he's like, I thought they weighed that shit by the pound. <laughs> by the ounce. So uh, anyway, he came down and we were in Wrong grouse. <laughs> these two jail cells waiting. And he was there about four in the morning and we came outside. And you were shivering too. You were wet and muddy. <laughs> a little, little bit muddy. <laughs> Human wheelbarrow was struggling at this point. They gave us some blankets. We're like, oh. Yeah, and I didn't want to lay on the mattress. There's like blood stains on uh. it, writing in my cell. And I'm like, dude, this is not good. We, we need to get out of here. So Junior was outside waiting for us. And he was leaning against, I think, his El Camino. What did he have? Or a truck? Probably El Camino. Yeah. And he's just leaning on it and flip-flops and shorts. And yeah, well... I think he called him Leroy, right? <laughs> or whatever. And he's like, I want my money back. We'll get it back, you know? And then he's like, and you guys are going to need an attorney. <laughs> so he helped us get an attorney. And like, he was cool about it, right? And then we wound up getting these quotes. And the quotes were way less than grand theft. And then we went and... Didn't they think we sold the lights the night before or something too? Like they got ripped off or something? Maybe, I don't know. I remember I had to sell my husky to make this thing happen. <laughs> <laughs> but we, that lovely one on the wall there. Yeah. People can see the 816, the big yeah. picture on the top left. Yep. We had to go to court. We had to. We got to meet Marie Callender's. That was people. Yeah. That was they, cool. They I like Marie Callender's. Good cheeseburgers. I like their pot pie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we, we had to go to court, and this guy told me it was like being a kid when we were a kid judge you understand tipping over an outhouse the guy goes well this seems like a little bit more than tipping over an outhouse like well you know like you know what I mean and yeah same thing so he got us off and I think we got malicious mischief and we weren't allowed to go to Marie Callender's for three years well we got headlines in the newspaper sod busters busted <laughs> yeah. over that and we <laughs> we were in the local paper and he's like he's looking at this and he's like, are you guys are you guys the sodbusters? <laughs> <laughs> the sodbusters. And he's like, that's oh. the stupidest crime I've ever heard of. <laughs> I'm referring to you two as the sodbusters anytime <laughs> you're together now. That's it. <clears throat> All right, there's another story you got to tell me. Uh, you used to have a, a lime green Porsche that Troy painted for you, right? <laughs> I bought an old Porsche. I wanted to refurb it. And uh, so... I asked Troy, and Troy goes, no, I can do it. And he goes, but we got to get it, get it all. I really uh, told you I couldn't do it. I told you you, you had me. to do I, it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part, is that Troy hated, he, there's a point you hated painting. I'm a racer. Like, I'm, I'm a racer. I don't want to paint your crap. Like, yeah, he, he, he didn't want to do it, but yeah. I'm like, I don't want it done wrong. You got to do it. I'm like, I don't want to do it. So then I think he got Randy to help sand it, too. And so it was over at my parents' house. and Well, he, you're going to tell him the interior part. <laughs> So he, he paints it outside, right? And no, no, no. It, the, that was still not done. We, it was just down to bare metal. Oh, okay. And we had to work on the inside a little bit. Okay. Well, you wanted to change the interior from cream to, to black. 
Yep. Because you had black seats. Yep. And it was ugly inside. It was ugly. Yeah. So we got some interior paint, and uh, we're going to paint the top of the headliners black. And so I got him over to his, and we're doing his parents' house in Norco here. And yeah. I masked it up, but I had him hold the paper back. And, and um, as I was painting, I could, you know, I'm like, Mitch, hold this back. And every, close your eyes. I don't get paint in your eyes. And then I saw him close his eyes. I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so I paint a little bit, you know, then close your eyes. <laughs> Do a little up. She's like, fuck, you're getting me, goddammit. I'm like, I feel overspray. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> well, the time we got, by the time we got done with this thing, he was. <laughs> I had went in the house and my parents were up there watching TV and I walk in and I'm like, yeah, we almost got it done. And they're like, And I hadn't seen it, and I'm like, oh, I probably got some overspray on me, huh? And they're like, <laughs> they were like, flat out, this is not my kid. Yeah. <laughs> you were just covered black on. Was I was little, solid black, and I had, little, and, it, and when I opened my eyes, I got this white, I'm like, hello. <laughs> and it wasn't that really easy to get off either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've had it. I can imagine. Dude, it was the funnest though. Just to like spray paint somebody a little <laughs> I'm bit. Like, you know, like, like, he's, he's like, he's like a truck. Helmets and heads. Helmets he, and and heads. I like how he's got like a little mask on and he's like, no, because you're fine. He goes, but just shut your eyes. I'm all. <laughs> he was so good. You know, like, <laughs> okay, I got it. He's yeah. like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make my car look good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever finish the Porsche? Yeah. Yeah, we did. All right. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Cool. It was good when it was done. <laughs> and you appreciated that black headliner. You <laughs> earned it. Loved it. You earned it. Wrote a lot of it. memories. Yeah. <laughs> the scariest time though with him was uh, coming back from the Red Onion. <laughs> that was. That was. I thought I was gonna die. Seriously. See, I don't remember that as well. <laughs> you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell it, Troy. Tell this one. The Red Onion. We were like. That reminds me of. Uh, yeah, memories. that's a different. We'll red have onion. to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, we had. It was like five exits up from Main, Main Street here, and we used to go there, I don't know, every Tuesday. <laughs> Going up. Yeah, it was Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. I think, or yeah. on the weekends. You had a roof something. rack on your car, too. It was, I feel like it was a blue, like, what was that thing, a van with a roof rack? Because you locked me out and you wouldn't let me in and see, when I we were think, leaving. I don't think that was me, because I only had like the no. I had the, no, I had the Porsche, you and were... I had my Ford vans. Then I never had, f- had. It was Ford rack, dude. I never had a rack on top. You wouldn't let me in. That, ha- that happened, but I threw, that was when you were naked. <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> I didn't have a roof rack, but he thinks I did. Well, I was hanging on to something. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're naked, maybe you were like, that I don't know. Maybe you were the antenna, I don't know. No, he was naked in Corona. That was like, he got in a... We got in a fight. In no, we used to off, like, was... always, every time we'd go out, I don't know why, that everybody would drink just a little bit. And then it would, it would seem funny that they would rip everybody's shirts off each other. So, like, pretty soon your shirt's ripped off, and then him and this guy are in the back of my van wrestling. <laughs> pretty soon, he yanked his pants off him, and then we opened the door and pushed him out. And he was, like, on Main Street in Norco. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, he's naked. So the only thing he saw, because I was pulling away, is he ran and hid in a phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> so then we were, like... We drive by and check on him and do that. <laughs> yeah, I'd run out of the phone booth to try to get back in, and then they'd keep going. I'm like, gotta run back and hide in the phone booth. 
I was like, dude, come on, let me in. <laughs> and it was really cold that night, so he just wanted to get some. Uh... Luckily, that phone booth had like little metal things at the bottom, so I could curl up and no one would see me. <laughs> and then I'd wait till they come by again, and I'd try to run out and get in the van. And I'm like, oh, man. We're like, we're like get in. And then you get close, <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs> No, it's cool, it's cool. I, I won't do it this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so finish the story, though. Mitch doesn't remember that it's him. Pretend that it is. Tell the rest of that story. This We're in Red great. Onion, and he locks the car, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, I want to get a home, ride home, dude. We're drunk. <laughs> and so then I climb on the top of the car in the Red Onion, and I'm like, got the roof rack, and he keeps going around the parking lot. I'm like, dude, I'm going to fly off this thing, dude. Dude, let me in. That's how I remember it. Do you remember that? I was banging on your window. I was focused on and driving. Then, and the next thing you know, I'm like, dude, let me in. I thought it was the wind. And I'm like, it's scary because he's, he's had as much as I have. <laughs> and then he That's comes, why he didn't know you on the roof. <laughs> and then like he goes, they wasn't a, and then he goes a out moon the par- roof. Yeah, he goes out the parking lot. And I'm like, dude, we're going Full out the parking lot. Dude, don't get on the street. Dude, I'm on the top. And then he goes to the freeway entrance. I'm like, no. And then, and then, then we're going down 91 freeway. I'm like, on the roof. I'm like... Dude, you're going to kill me, dude. As long as he held on, he was probably safe. Well, we got fun, Grant. And he said you were swerving. He said yeah. you were shaking him. <laughs> it's called lane changes, okay? Let's not get technical. I'm like, dude, we, luckily we lived through that night. <laughs> there was probably a couple of those. I was gonna, if you think about that now in 2019, and you're going down the 91, and there's a naked guy on the roof of a <laughs> minivan that's swerving. No, he, he wasn't naked at that one. No, I had pants he on. Had he had, he had clothes. Uh, that was a different night. Well, that makes it a lot better. Because <laughs> if you were naked, that would have made it really, really awkward. I but we, were, we were passing cars on the, on the freeway, and I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. Oh, yeah. And even when we got off on Grand, I remember you're going like, wah, wah. I'm like, dude, you could kill me. Possible. <laughs> Definitely a possibility. Hey, let me ask you if you remember this. <clears throat> when I was riding for you in 95... You let me go back and do some 250 East rounds, and we went to Indianapolis. <laughs> do you remember this? Do you remember this? He might not. I we, <laughs> was I there? Yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> so Indianapolis Supercross in 95, after the race, we all went to TGI Fridays. Fridays, yeah. And we're having dinner over there. And you pulled up. You were with Johnny O. I don't know why. You rode with him in his car. And maybe we were all eating together. I can't. I don't remember. We maybe were our all, whole group. Came we in. were all at a group, and then remember George Ellis and his wife were sitting there too. Yep. 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 DeCoster was there. It had one of those like uh, glass atriums that kind of extended off the building. Mm-hmm. And so you came in, and they were trying to seat us. No. Do you remember when he was outside? Before, when he showed up, and he was in the bushes looking in at us. <laughs> and it was when he a- peed? Did he, or was that later? <laughs> It was then. Because <laughs> so, so, everybody said, isn't that Troy? We looked around and he's peeing on the window. Like, he's peeing on the glass atrium. And DeCoster's right inside of their eating. A whole bunch of people. And he's peeing on the glass. So that's the, I thought that was later on. So okay, that happens. We all come into the, the entryway and he's trying to find us a seat. And Troy just, he's like a kid. He couldn't stop moving. He was just like one thing. Do you remember the antlers that were on the wall? He was hanging off the moose. There's a big set of moose antlers. He's like, I want that for my shop. And he's jumping off the ground <laughs> and he's like it, hanging from them. And he's like kicking and wildly trying to yank these things off the wall. And they're mounted in. They're not coming off. So he finally gives up on that. 
And then he starts going table to table. Do you remember that? And spinning the light. So they, you know, the, they got a cable that runs through yeah. the chain. And he, I don't know how he got this idea. He starts spinning them. They wind they up. Huh? And they wind up. And, it, and eventually the cable would fray and it would shoot sparks and the light would go out. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yes. And he goes it's to like, the next table. That and was he, awesome. <laughs> he starts Fireworks. Spinning all these things. Meanwhile, I don't know where the manager is. Like, I don't know what's happening. He still hasn't like stopped him. He's urinated on the wall. <laughs> tried to pull off moose antlers. He's, he blew through two lights. Finally, someone says, hey, what are you doing? You got to go. You know, you're not, you can't stay here. And there's a huge gumball machine. Do you remember that? At the very end. <laughs> Four foot tall and about this big around. <laughs> and so at this point, Johnny O's gone and got in the car and he's got it pulled up right to the front. And, you know, Johnny's real soft spoken. He's like, hey, come on, Troy. Why don't we, let's just go home. We'll get you some food. You know, we'll go home. Hold on, man. I want to take this gumball machine back. And he's wheeling the gumball machine out of the front door. And the manager at this point had come up. And he's just watching. I, I don't even think he knew what to do with you. He's like... It was outside the building. Yeah, he had it out. He was about ready to stuff it in the car. <laughs> Hold on. I was the manager. Can you give me a hand? It's yep. a little heavy. <laughs> so that was really my first Experience. time hanging out with Troy. <laughs> outside of him designing helmets for me for the, for the team, but... That was a good time. It's important to have a good time. <laughs> it is important. It is important. Work hard, play hard. <laughs> <laughs> we also had some good days in supermoto racing, too. Uh, Salt Lake one year. I think uh, Wardy and I both won our classes, and you partied by, like, flipping our, our little pit mule. You know? yeah, there's a trend here. Yeah. Hey, if it's got four wheels, that thing he'll was put unstable it on the side. Too, wasn't yeah, it? It was. I know. I need cars with wheels on both sides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we had, a, we had a good time that time, though. But yeah, the thing flipped over. Tipped over. It tipped over. It was yeah. just a tip yeah. over. Yeah. You're all right. It was a tight turn. I think we got kicked out, though. <laughs> Is that Utah? Yeah. 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 Now, one of my. Uh, Donnie, I think you might have some footage, but uh, <laughs> Troy at his own. Christmas party in his own facility. Wanted to be a fireman for the evening. Anyone know the story? Do you remember this well, there story? Was a, there was apparently a fire maybe out there. So I saved somebody? Did I save somebody? Maybe. Did I sa maybe. You didn't save your computers and your electronics. I know that from everyone that worked here. Yeah, fire's dangerous. I tried to put somebody They set the sprinklers off. <laughs> no, he just came out with a fire extinguisher. Oh, here it is. And decided to just destroy the place. <laughs> oh, here we go. This like, is the annual Christmas party. <laughs> the only, and he, he grabbed The only it. worst thing as a drunk guy fucking up your Christmas party <laughs> is when the drunk guy fucking up your Christmas party owns the fucking place. It's pretty much what it is. <laughs> I felt bad about that. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You got it, Tony? So this was at like 10.30. Party's just getting going. Ah, that's how we're starting it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway. You By 10.30. You going to get it sorted, Donnie, or no? We had a luck. You have one job. Anyway. <laughs> oh, here we go. We got hands in the air. And play. No, we got no video. <laughs> Look oh. at you. I don't have the video. <laughs> you can't see his face, but... I think you got somebody coaching you, too. No, no. I think someone's <laughs> trying to I tell him. I think that him. guy's telling me, blast me with it. <laughs> he is. No, he wants to be blasted. He's like, hey, Troy, like, you know, we have insurance. Troy, you're, you're ruining the whole place. No, what I mean. Deductibles I, and. 
But when you look at that, I mean, I'm having a damn good time. (laughs) (laughs) The guy in the glass case has a fire suit on. (laughs) Yeah, he's protected. He's loving it. He's trying to protect you. Yeah, you only live once. I don't think you could go wrong with that move. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Safety first. Hey, I'll come to Christmas party if you want. You want some fake snow? (laughs) When I first moved in my house, we had a Halloween party. And Troy made, uh, he goes, I got your costume covered. Oh, is this the tank? Yeah. I'm like, what am I going to be? And Troy's like, got it covered. (laughs) So we made this, I had to go there a couple days. And we, okay, sit inside this. And I'm like, all right. Made this cardboard tank. And like, it was cardboard up to here on me. You could roll around barely. And then we put a round turret with zip ties and a gun barrel out the front so I could look. And when it was all done, no, when it was done, he painted it camouflage. It was awesome. Except for I couldn't see. There you go. And then, there you go. Oh, here's the party. Hold on. Let's, let's go. Yeah. Let's Look keep it real. Yeah. Dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, look at the place. People are spitting. They can't breathe. Yeah. Well, you're really not supposed to breathe that stuff. No. no. Look, you're getting oh, pulled. to get some. Look, oh. See, this is the guy that was loving it. That was the picture. He's dead now. He must have been a South... Yeah, he was a South American distributor, yeah, but he's, he's no dead. longer around. He died of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Inhalation. Oh. Oh, my gosh. And that, That's and what you, I said. You Nothing. unloaded two full canisters that night, from what I understand. All I oh know is your, your sister was not happy. <laughs> she gave me the story about it. He ruined the yeah, computers. Yeah, I felt bad the next day. He destroyed but, this. I'm like, yeah. but did you have fun? Yeah. <laughs> She's like... Maybe they had more fun than I did. I said, that's the point. Do you have pictures of the tank? I have it somewhere, but like... You have to see if you can find it for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I have one. And then, but he didn't tell you. Like, so Tyler, who was a little kid at that time, he had taken a couple of his diapers and stuck in the gun barrel. Oh. Because, like, <laughs> I'm like, this thing stinks. Like, <laughs> so it stunk and I couldn't see. <laughs> And I finally figured out there's a diaper up here, so I grabbed it and I threw it in my house, of course. And then, then later, I was in the kitchen. And I'm like, I can't take it no more. Everybody's beating on top of it. Like, like it sounds like you're getting beat up all the time. And I'm like, I flipped the gun barrel up, and it blew out the whole kitchen lights above us. And Troy was a trash can, and he had, he had zip tied all this food and milk cartons and dog food stuff on his uh, outfit. But he did it like a week before. So it stunk so bad. <laughs> you, didn't, bad. you didn't realize you had dirty diapers shoved Dude. in your barrel. I put like the, all the worst shit around this trash can, like zip tied all this shit on. It was a mess, for sure. It was funny. So tell me, you guys told me a story about racing with Andy Jefferson and uh, putting your old socks in his pillow. <laughs> Do you remember that story? And tell me that one. We, uh, I think we went, it was up north somewhere. Hangtown. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Hangdown. So we, it was Troy Lee and Andy Jefferson and myself. 
And uh, we went up there to this race, and it was just three of us. So we got a hotel, and like, Troy pulled his shoes off, and he's like, God damn, man. They were my motocross <laughs> socks. Stinks. And he's yeah, like, they're... something stinks. <laughs> oh, that's my feet. Goes, you need to get showered. <laughs> like, so then Andy forgot his toothbrush. He goes, I'm going to walk down to the counter and get a toothbrush. <laughs> so he came back, and Troy had taken his dirty socks and put it in his pillowcase. And so Andy came back and said, man, I still smell that stink. You've got to do something about your feet. So he opened up the window. Whew, that's better, that's better. <laughs> And then we finally, we were like laughing. What's so funny? What's so funny? So he couldn't figure it out. And he laid down on his bed. And he's like, I smell it a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> and he slept all night on Troy's dirty socks. <laughs> and the next morning, we got ready to go to the track. And Troy goes, hey, I need my socks back. <laughs> and then the dude was fired was up. Was he mad? Oh, yeah. I run around. Oh, my God. That kind of stuff was kind of normal. Yeah. <laughs> like every weekend. Yeah. Oh. Even like Lance Moore would, when he was... Oh. That was a bad one. We went, All right. We, <laughs> all right. We go to... Uh, we went to Carlsbad. And it was me and Troy and this guy Lance Morewood, friend of ours. And I was driving, of course, and drove my van. And we stopped to get gas. Troy goes, oh, I'll pump the gas. So like he got pumped the gas. And then he, we got ready to go. And then Lance, said, I'm, I'm riding shotgun. Troy's, oh, I want to ride there. Nope, I'm not sitting in the wheelchair because out in the middle. So he's like, all right. So Troy's like, got a little bit of coffee left in his cup. <laughs> so he goes out to the bushes and he finds a dog turd. <laughs> he puts a dog turd in a little bit of his coffee oh. and got it kind of soft. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, we were driving to Carlsbad, and he had a white hooded sweatshirt on. I did, Morehead. No, Morehead yeah, did. Yeah, all white, like clean. Just Mr. brand Light. new white, clean as a whistle. And then Troy's sitting in the wheelchair with his cup of coffee, <laughs> and he's like, Morehead, I, I smell dog shit. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, well, check your shoes. And so he goes, it ain't me. So he's like, Troy, check your shoes. <laughs> Seriously, somebody stepped in dog shit. So like, he checks the shoes, they're clean, and... I said, I didn't get out of the van. It ain't me. Maybe, maybe you rolled in it or something. So we're looking at everything, and he can't figure it out. It's like, I still smell it. So I cracked my window a little bit, and we're driving down the road, and Troy's got this stir stick breaking up. He's breaking up a wet dog turd. And we would, we would point to a house over here. I'm like, look at that house. It's yeah, beautiful. And he'd like lean forward and look over there, and his hood would be open, and Troy would sprinkle dog. Oh. <laughs> and he put dog poop in his hood. And, and we had like an hour and fifteen minute drive, yeah. so the hood was almost full. Like <laughs> he's like, I'm, it's worse than ever. <laughs> it's worse than ever. Someone's got it. And we just kept dumping every time, and we just kept going. Look at that beautiful house. That we lean awesome. forward. And then we dump a little more in. Literally lead back in. We're like, oh no, this is bad. You know, don't lead forward again because I'm gonna put more in there. You know, and dude, we got to the track where he had that. He's all like white, well, everything. And he was shaking his hood, and he's like, <laughs> and he realized it was dog shit, and he took off chasing him all over the pits, all over the pits of Carlsbad. Like, oh, dude, fuck it. God damn it, what? He took his hood off and the dogfish fell on his head. <laughs> and so he's like, ah! 
Dude, that was that was funny, dude. I I had the hardest time not laughing the whole. <laughs> Me and Mitch are like, if he leans for one more time, I'll one more scoop in there. <laughs> there's an there's another house. He's like, what do you keep seeing? House? <laughs> Best house ever. That was funny. And then. We went to the Golden State races, and I didn't know Troy did it to me, but we stopped at a gas station, and Troy was going to be super cool, and so I didn't have to get out of the van. He's like, I'll fill your van up. So he's filling up my van, and I'm talking to somebody inside, and they had, at this time, Troy had taken a centerfold from a Playboy and taped it to my rear window, and I didn't know it, right? So, like, he's laughing his ass off about this thing, right? And then we get back on the highway... And they'll be like, these We're going young, to Mammoth. They're wherever it was, yeah. yeah and these, these young dudes are like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, cool, they dig dirt bikes. <laughs> like, it said Anaheim Husqvarna on the side. <laughs> and then there'd be like an old couple, like 60, and they are just like disgusted. It's just poopy faced. <laughs> and I'm like, they hate dirt bikes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a young man sports. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe it. Like, some people totally dig it. Some people really hate it. And it was like this awesome, terrible photos taped to the back of my window, like big too. Like you just drive by. And yeah, because that was the three folds. Oh yeah. So it was the full beef shot. I, I, heard, I heard about it. And I didn't know it was there until we got to Mammoth. Whole way. So Anaheim Husky lost a couple fans and gained a couple fans. So we call it a wash. <laughs> Phone number was on the side too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard for a good time. <laughs> what about uh, you? Told me a story a while back about a day. I think it was at Saddleback. Oh, where he kept crashing. Oh, going out of the balls. Huh? Yeah, that was the first time I think Mitch brought my. I, you know, I rode the race. KTM's and Huskies, and Mitch was going to bring me a bike to the track. And I'm like, okay, a lot of pressure. I got to keep my shit together, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> Try to impress him. Here. I don't even think he got drunk the night before. <laughs> I went to a couple concerts. He got buzzed. <laughs> so he, uh, we were going to meet at Saturday Saddleback. There was always really fast guys there, and we built him this bike, and I brought it. And uh, I don't even know if I put it together or somebody else, but go out for the first practice, and I'm watching him thinking, he's, he's super fast. Endurance could be a little bit better, but he's fast. So I'm watching him. And, like, he turns this corner, and he's, like, on a realistic straightaway from here to that wall right there. And he endos. And I'm like, what was that? Like, oh, my God. So I watch it, and he turns, he gets up and picks the bike up and starts it. And then he rides, and then, like, two or three corners later, going to this corner, just endos. He's over the front again. I'm like, what? And he did it two more times. I'm like, my God, come back. Like, what? What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and I'm like, he's terrible. <laughs> he's crashing on the straightaways. And uh, he comes back and he's like, I don't know, man. Something's wrong. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he, I'm like, you kept crashing. He's like, I, I think there's something wrong with the front brake or something. He's like, I just, I don't even know why I crashed. So I'm like, we put it on the stand and I spun the front wheel and I spun it. And I'm like, there ain't nothing wrong with that. And then we did it again, did it again. And then all of a sudden this thing just locked up. And I'm like, Wow, it locked up. And then, so we pulled the wheel apart, and there was a 10-millimeter nut inside the hub. So they had drum brakes. And they had drum brakes, and every once in a while, that thing would just get catch. in there. And I mean, he would just go straight over the bars. <laughs> so it wasn't his fault, but it was like, I was like, 
wow. and he's nervous going, shit, I'm ruining this opportunity. I think I clocked myself on the first crash, too, so I'm like, eh, maybe, I don't know, man, if I grab too much front brake down that front straightaway. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, that was a funny one, man. Well, you guys have been buddies time. a long time. What's your, you have a favorite story? Favorite uh, event? It's coming up next week. Something, I don't know. We'll, we'll pull something off. Yeah, again. we're not we're not done yet. Oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, we're, we're, not, just, we're, we're not dead. We're just, we're just getting going. We're just barely getting started. Okay, good, yeah. good. I'm glad yeah. I'm. I didn't miss it all. We're through the teenage years, and things are going to start early happening. So. <laughs> yeah, we you're weren't gonna, for you're a while. Want us back on the show pretty now, soon? Now you're seasoned and really ready to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. For a while, our moms wouldn't let us. They told yeah. us you guys can't travel together. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. The moms finally start talking. They're you like the problems together. <laughs> you know, separate a little bit. Keep them apart. I know that. That sounds about right. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Mitch, and telling some stories. Um, we kind of wanted to just enjoy the life that he's led and the, the buddies that have kind of been there with him, and uh, you were a big part of that, I mean, from the very beginning. No, like. he's, he's helped me a lot in my career. He made my first T-shirts and, uh, you know, painted the first helmets for the Husky team and for Jeff Jennings and, you know. Yeah, and for and, me, it's, it's been awesome, too. Like, yeah. Troy, like, I mean, like Bill, like, we just kind of were just all friends, like, yeah. didn't know we were doing anything, you know, like, I had the old Husky shop at the dry cleaners was 1,100 square feet, you know, like, I don't it, know. It's actually, like, sometimes I'll make jokes about Troy, like, this guy Forrest gumped his way into this, like, amazing business, right, because, like, how can a guy this crazy <laughs> have something this rad, right? But it, I think that it's neat that you guys were just this group of friends, that like dirt bikes, and I mean, from Bones to yourself to Troy to Jimmy Perry, uh, there's a big group of you. All were successful in the sport in your own little, you know, in your own way. Well, we were. I think we were lucky too. It was an era that. I mean, we weren't serious. Well, we we weren't. We weren't. We didn't know what serious was. You know, like we were just friends, and we thought if we went to Saddleback on the weekend, you're serious, right? <laughs> And then, you know, of course, it escalates as time goes on, and you got to be more competitive and all those things. But, like, we were fortunate that we were all friends, and we got to hang out together. And, like, I would say that a lot of times, you know, you'd go to the race and then go home, drop the crap off, and then couldn't wait to go out that night. We used to go to that Palomino station. Yeah. Like, just go have fun, you know? Like, yeah. nobody was serious yeah. to the point where it was too much, you know? And we were lucky, good timing, we both had help, you know, like Jody was influential on my career and Troy's career. Troy was great for me as, as far as a good friend. Like he, I mean, Troy's painted so many things and like so many cool designs for our bikes in the past that he's done. And just, you know, you're, you're just lucky. Like it's just kind of, it just bounces up and keeps going. And, you know, like if you don't, if you don't have friends, then you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's awesome. Awesome story both of you guys have, and we appreciate you coming on and cool. sharing some of those stories with me. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> I loved guys. it. <laughs> Standing ovation. Yeah, there you go. It. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to finish up the Whiskey Throttle Show. 4WP is more than a store. We're truck and Jeep experts. From wheel and tire upgrades to full custom builds, 4WP has you covered. Do your rig right. Shop online or find your store at 4WP.com. At Nihilo Concepts, we have a passion for innovation and for motocross. 
Our mission is to develop parts that will improve the durability, functionality, and the appearance of your motorcycle. We're proud to say that everything from Nihilo is made in the USA in our state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Stewart, Florida. Whether you race every weekend or you just ride for fun, Nihilo offers high-quality, innovative parts that you just won't find anywhere else. Nihilo offers custom engraved engine covers, one-piece titanium foot picks, brake tips, internal engine components, specialty tools, frame grip tape, carbon fiber components, and so much more. Check out our website, nihiloconcepts.com, and see for yourself why teams like Red Bull KTM, Rockstar Husqvarna, Troy Lee Designs, and some of the fastest riders in the world choose Nihilo Concepts. nihiloconcepts.com All right, guys. Welcome back to the Whiskey Throttle Show. Here to wrap it up. That was a hell of a lot of fun with those guys. I love hearing stories with Mitch and Troy. You know, I, I, I'm sure like you have, I've listened to those two banter back and forth for all these years, and it's so fun. But usually that's just kind of in the race truck or in the pits after the race, and people don't get to, to hear that and, and enjoy that. So stoked to get those no, two on here together. it's usually at the bar. <laughs> well, and the problem is it's normally they don't want to, well, there's certain stories that, we love to tell each other and laugh, but it's like, it's hard for these guys to come out and talk about it in public because their family, you know, business owners, all these things. So you could, it's like, yeah, well, there was this one time we got arrested and, yeah, you know, it was all cool. But I, I do. They got a lot of stories and so do so many of their friends. Yeah. That's the thing. You've got to talk to their friends yeah. to really hear the real story because... Oh, there's some good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Well, both of those guys, uh, Troy and Mitch, and, and thanks to everyone else that came on as well, Bill Keefe, Scott, Scotty Bell, and um, uh, Troy's daughter, Carly. I mean, we, we, we had, um, and Cam Zink as well. It's always good to just, just like you said, chat with those guys and, and get their stories and feedback from, uh, from the time they spent hanging out with them. Awesome time. Um, I want to get into our four-wheel parts get-at-me Q&A. Uh, Four Wheel Parts is your one-stop shop for anything off-road. Your truck, sprinter, van, if you've got a side-by-side -side UTV, go in there. They sell method race wheels. They sell anything you need for an off-road truck or vehicle. Check them out. They also have amazing service. So you can buy the parts. They, they dial you in. Uh, stand behind everything they do. Just awesome, awesome place. Fourwheelparts.com, the number four wheelparts.com. Check those guys out. Donnie, what do we got uh, for questions today? Yeah, we got uh, Jamie Lawrence. He wants to know, do the front guys ever read each other's pit boards? Are they out there battling? Yeah. yeah I think so. Happens. I, I used to read it. Uh, it's actually good intel. Like, if the guy, he, he would give you, if, the, if that guy's giving you intervals or, like, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes it's, just, it's just lap times or whatever, but occasionally they'll say something like, push now or you know something and you go okay i got it he's coming after me right now yeah and then you push he's coming too. yeah yeah you can kind of use it tactically i've seen mechanics that do it i feel like to get in your head 
So, like, let's say he's closing a little bit, but he might be eight seconds behind you, and then all of a sudden he's seven seconds behind you, and they're like, yeah, come on. They put it out right in front of you. You're like, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> but anyway, but, yeah. you know, I would. I would always, I felt like it was my insurance policy. If I saw that he took a big chunk, I was like, oh, shit, get your act together. Yeah. But it helps you, like Ping says, manage the race and just push when you have to. So, so wait a second, though. Uh, how often do you guys read your own pit board? And Probably less than the competitors. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you see sometimes, and sometimes the guys are so far away. It depends on the track. Some, some of them are set up to where it's easy to see, and other times, there's races I never saw at one time. Lots it also races. depends on the situation. I've gone down first turn, and I'm looking because I know I've passed a chunk of riders, and you're just using it to go. Where am I at? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, yeah, 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 okay, I'm making progress. But there's times where maybe I'm battling to get my rhythm and your mechanic's like, wake up or charge now. And then he's like, come on. And then the next, then I'm like, all right, I'm not going to read your stupid pit science anymore. I'm over your shit. I'm t- <laughs> then you like kind of want to have a little flick with a rusco, but yeah. Does anybody, do, do, do riders ever tell them what they want to see on the pit board? I know, I know guys do. I've had mechanics say that their guys have said, I want lap times. Some guys want <laughs> inspirational messages. Well, something I used to always do in Supercross anyway was I would have him write deep breath on the pit board because occasionally like breathing is really important, especially in Supercross. You have a tendency to hold your breath through whoop sections, rhythm lanes, and it'll spike your heart rate really quickly. So I would always pick a couple spots on the track, usually like a finish line jump or a triple, whatever was where I could kind of relax and I would always two times a lap try to take a full deep breath in and out and just sort of bring my heart rate down and and you know kind of re- recover and uh, so I would tell my mechanics to put that on it you know if I was didn't look if I wasn't riding well or it looked like I was struggling yeah so yeah anyway. um, Rob Frog 28 wants to know what's wrong with Thomas Covington and, uh, Thomas Covington and uh, Blake Baggett they have uh, been underperforming yeah, I was surprised with Baggett. He had such a good Supercross series going. Uh, where he, w- I, To me, I think that was the best Supercross series he had had, yeah. the most consistently up front, because he had showed flashes of speed. But this year, I felt like he was consistently a top-five guy, putting in great rides, threatening to win. he's always been more of an win. outdoor guy. Yeah. So you're going, okay. And I assumed he would carry that momentum and have an awesome outdoor series, and I haven't even seen him. I mean, he's... Like a ghost. He hasn't even yeah, been Yeah, he hasn't even been in the mix. He hasn't even been on TV here and there. I mean, just... <laughs> I haven't heard you mention his name, GL. I know I have, but I, I know what you're getting at. He's been, um, for someone that you put on that top tier these day and age, um, yeah, he's been, he's failed. I mean, and... Have you heard anything about what's going on? Or No, because he and sort of his, he's not a vocal person, if it makes sense. And, you know, I know like Wygan's pretty, you know, goes over there, hey, what's up? How's it going? And even like Wygan said, like, they will say, yeah, we're either feeling it or we're not. But now it's been like a year, two years, and you're going, wow. Hmm. You're a good rider, but you're not putting it together. So it's not the bike. It's not the team. It's, I don't know. To me, I think there's got to be something up there. Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a million things that can go wrong. He might have some kind of injury. He might just be mentally not into After it. After two knows? years? I mean, like, it's been like two years. Not, no, when I say two years. 
for a year had, had we've waited. Injury. He had that thumb injury. Yeah, the thumb was injury was an issue. But like I said, he had a solid Supercross season. So what's going on now? You know, like uh, it's interesting. Sometimes I feel like riders maybe get in that mental slump and you just got to shake it up. And I know he likes slump his routine. Buster? Does he need a slump buster? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Blake, go find yourself a... And what about, what about Covington? Well, I did hear that he's been dealing with some sort of a respiratory issue, and they believe it's some form of asthma. But um, uh, I don't know the exact details. That's what I've heard from chatting with his dad. And I think it's at this point, I feel like maybe they don't want to say something more for the fact that it's going to sound like an excuse. So I think they're just trying to keep it on the... Just trying to get through it and then hope that his results will show down the road like hey we had an issue and that's part of the problem so hopefully that is the case but at the moment yeah I mean I know Tom pretty well you do too great kid and we, we love him but and I and I've always told him I'll always give you shit if you don't perform and so I'm going to give him shit and say he needs to step up though yeah he's definitely got the speed I mean anyone that's that's one GPs should be yeah. able to come over here and, and be Mixing it up in doing the top Doing better 10, than no he's problem. been doing. Yes. I mean, let's yes. just keep it blunt. He's, <clears throat> he's, he's subpar at the moment, and hopefully that, that is the issue, meaning it's something they can fix. And, well, yeah. and he has another advantage, right? I mean, he's from here. It's not like he's come from the GPs right. to here. This so it's comfortable like, for him. This yeah. is comfortable. Well, the other advantage he's got is a two-year deal. So mm. Mm, he can hopefully get it figured out this year, but next year is going to be crunched down for sure. Yeah. Mm. All right. What that's else all, you got? That's all I got. That's it. Yeah. Well, that was easy. No? Keep low it on, cheap. Hey, cool. low Keep on it cheap. I don't want to ask any more questions. <laughs> I know the bar is empty. All right. Uh, we're going to jump into our Decal Works last call then. Uh, Decal Works bringing you graphics, plastic seat covers, garage mats, accessories, uh, ID kits. Awesome, awesome guys. Sponsor of the Factory Red Bull KTM team. And they're going to be giving away five tickets to every live show that we do. Uh, speaking of which... Our next live show, if you are in the Southern California area and, and listening, listening or looking to go to one, July 12th, and it's going to be at the Troy Designs Laguna store with the icon, David Bailey. So we may end up having to go to just uh, purchasing tickets only um, because there's a limited amount of space down there, and, and I believe that will probably sell out quickly. Uh, so follow our Instagram page. We'll, we'll post details there, at Whiskey Throttle Show, if you're interested in, in coming and checking that out. So, uh, and again... Decal Works will be giving away five tickets to that show. So stay tuned to that. Uh, in this installment of Last Call, we got Tyler Keefe on the phone. He is the TLD KTM Red Bull team manager, also nephew of Troy Lee. So we thought uh, he would be a good fit for our last call. So uh, let's have a listen. All right, we're here with Tyler Keefe, who is the current team manager of the Red Bull KTM Troy Lee Designs team. Is that the right title? Troy Lee Designs Red Bull KTM. That's what I meant. Uh, you are also Troy Lee's nephew, mm -hmm. so uh, you, it makes you uniquely qualified to be on this show as our last call guest, so welcome to it. Thank you for having me. So, what's it like growing up with Troy Lee as an uncle? Um, whew. Well, when I was a little kid and I'd come up and stay at his house, um, <laughs> I think every morning I wake up and I wouldn't know it, but I had Sharpie all over my face. Um, then he would take me to this place called the Grinder, um, which is still 
we actually went there with, with Jordan Smith last week in Troy. Um, it's called Honey's now, but the waitresses would look at me all funny. And I had no idea, but my whole face was sharpied up. And I'd come to the shop, wouldn't know about it, and then finally somebody would say, hey, what's on your face? And I was probably eight or nine. And Is he drawing like a dick and balls on your face, or what's he drawing? I don't, I mean, it was mustache, <laughs> eyes, eyebrows, goatees, you name it, I had it on my face. Were you like, mom, why is Uncle Troy such a dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just honestly, I think I went to the bathroom and tried to get it off, but it was a little difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so he's always been uh, pretty squirrely. Like that's kind of one of his endearing qualities. Is that is that like how you saw him growing up, or what was your like impression? Of him? Honestly, he was like a, a kid. Always, he he never grew up. So he Peter would all, Pan syndrome. Yeah, he would. He would. Uh, I mean, he and I would talk like all the time on just. I mean, I was probably 10, 12, <laughs> get home from school and I'd call him and we'd just talk about who knows what. And um, it was a good time. And What's up? And uh, I remember one time I got picked up from school and my mom asked me if I knew uh, who Blink-82 is. Blink-82? Yeah. And good I band. Said, I said, yeah, Blink-182? And she goes, I don't know, Blink-82. And because Troy was calling, but I was in school, and so he couldn't get a hold of me. So uh, she, she want, he wanted her to ask me if I knew who Blink-182 was. Um, because Travis Barker, I think his name was, came to the shop and wanted Troy to paint his drums. And Troy had no idea who he was. So Who's Blink-82? Blink-82. Yeah. And then I think they had a friendship for a few years. And I think actually he purchased Troy's old building um, on Wild Turkey Circle and started Stars and Straps. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Famous stars and straps, yeah. yeah. So, um, you obviously had your own racing career that went on for a while. Um, he supported you pretty well through all that, huh? Yeah, I, it was it was good. I mean, I always wore TLD gear and helmets and tested the helmets out, knocked myself out in a few of them. Um, yeah, it was it was good. I think he had his team when I was kind of racing, so um, you know, I was trying to beat them, but. Between between your dad and him, your dad is Bill Keith, who managed what was it Motorsport and Kawasaki, then Canada Kawasaki, and then Rockstar Suzuki. Yeah, you were like, you were probably the, a shoe in for a ride somewhere. Nah, it's tough love. <laughs> tough love. You got to earn it. So uh, I just wasn't good enough. Yeah, that sting. Nah, I learned a lot from it. So see, I I would soft pedal that. Langston would just say, you were just you sucked. And that's tough love. He's right. Wasn't good enough. Um, You also took the helm at the Troy the Designs team when I left, and you guys have freaking done great, and we're still rooting for that first championship. What's uh, what's that going to take? And it's been close. We've had. um, (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to win a title. Uh, Yeah, no. I mean, we've had Shane in, in seventeen. Uh, Shane broke some ribs in 18. Well, jo- Seeley, even before that, Seeley yeah, was Yeah, really had two, two seconds uh, behind Eli, or no, Tickle, I think, and Anderson, maybe. Tickle and Anderson, yeah. Uh, and then Jesse was close in, in um, 15. Then he got hurt, and then uh, Shane ended up still getting second in 15. 16, we had a rough year, and then... Um, 17 we got we were close had a little bit of issue with shane uh in dallas 
And then uh, Justin Hill was leading the championship, crash hit his head. 17, uh, or so, that was 16, 17. Cha- oh, I don't know. That. They're running together, bud. I don't know. We, we've yeah. been a lot of seconds. A lot of seconds. That's, that's a lot of seconds, which we need We need to get at the first. So um, It really makes you appreciate, like, a, a pro circuit team who's won so many. You just think, how? It's not like you guys are. Did they get two like, this year? No, they didn't get any this year. <laughs> But I'm just saying, you know, no, you look at his door, it's impressive. No, it is. Any, anyone, it really makes you appreciate those number one places. You, you can have all the speed, you can have the bike, everything, and it, it really needs to fall into place. And, and there's so much stuff that can um, really, little thing can happen and, and you're out. Yeah. So um, I think we've learned that and we need to come out next year. This year was definitely one of our roughest years ever. Um, so hopefully 2020 we we uh, we knocked that off the off the top. Yeah. Um. So what's it like? And and I kind of know this answer, but is Troy pretty involved with the team? What's it like working for him? Does he give you a lot of feedback, or does he just show up and drink vodkas and you know celebrate wins? <clears throat> Definitely. I mean the. The reason why everything looks so good is because of Troy and, and his design team. Um, what they can do and, and make look cool is, is yeah. um, that's all because of them. Uh, on the racing side, he's, he's pretty, you know, he wants to come there and have a good time and he wants to win. Um, sometimes if we win, we'll see him at the end of the night. Sometimes <laughs> we win and we won't see him at the end of the night. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty relaxed on it. Um, kind of lets us do our deal. Um, Obviously, he's he's definitely involved, but it's 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 a passion for him. But it's he also has a, the entire business to, to look over as well. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I don't want to keep you too long, but uh, I will just say, let's get that first title, buddy. Like, because I'm let's, I feel like let's get it. I thought we were doing a Troy story. Oh, you have one? <laughs> I've got a lot. Well, let's tell a good one. Tell me your favorite story. Hmm. Probably my one of my f- best stories about him is uh, I don't know what year it was. It was uh, at MGM Supercross, the um, US, US Open. Okay. McGrath, I think he just went to Yamaha or he was on Yamaha. I want to say I don't know what gear he was wearing, but Troy was still painting his helmets. Okay. And um, he had his daughter Carly, and my mom's kind of been like a little bit of the babysitter for uh, at at times. And after the night. MC, I don't think he won, but they all, were all going out. So my mom watched Carly, and um, Troy was supposed to come get her uh, midnight, one, whatever time, and uh, he didn't show up. So my mom woke up the next morning, and Carly was still there. Troy had an 8 a.m. flight. It was already past 8 a.m. Uh, we had to go to his room at the MGM. He or my mom couldn't get into the room. And Are you so knocking had, on the door? Oh, no, nothing. Answer. No answer. Okay. So she had to go back down and uh, get security. Security had to go up to the room, let, up, let her in. He was passed out on the floor, <laughs> still in his clothes. She brought him down, and I think I was waiting in the lo- lobby of the MGM. She went to the Starbucks that was there and told him to sit right here where they have these big pillars inside the MGM Grand. And I'm just sitting there watching him. Is and, he still drunk? Uh, he's probably still drunk. I mean, yeah. 
Okay. More than likely. Okay. And um, so she's in the line at the Starbucks. <laughs> and he ends up bear-hugging this pillar. <laughs> and it's probably 8.30, 9 in the morning. And he's bear-hugging this pillar when she comes back with the coffees. And so we all climb into the Suburban we had. And I had to go in the back seat with Carly. And Troy was laid out in the... <laughs> The first seat, I guess you'd call it, or, you know... The, the first bench. Yeah, the first bench, and he's he's passed out. And, um... <clears throat> bottom line, uh... We're... He, he's still drunk, yeah, he is. And we're on the strip, and there's tons of traffic. At this time, he pokes his head out the window, and there's a convertible next to us, and he tells the convertible that there's traffic because the plane just crashed on the strip. And the people looked at us like we were absolutely out of our mind. And we get on the freeway. Troy's passed out. And I just thought it'd be a great idea to grab a Sharpie. And started coloring on him. So when he got back... Payback for all those yeah, years. Oh, yeah. So we got... He got back into Ontario, and he had a lot of Sharpie on his face. What'd and you draw? I don't... I think I drew his whole entire... Just covered just his whole colors, face. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so you just let him... Absolutely. He had to go to his car. Yep. And drive home. Absolutely. Face the wife. Or was uh, he married? About that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Did so. he ever say anything to you about it? I don't. I no. I don't remember. <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> oh man. All right. That's classic. Thanks, buddy. Good chatting with you. And uh, thanks for coming on the Whiskey Battle Show. Yep. Sounds good. And we're back from our last call. Uh, good chat with TK. Uh, he's dealing with some issues this year. It's definitely been a tough one for him, and uh, hopefully they can re- regroup for 2020. Um, I know they've got um, some good young kids. Every team has their their years, you know. Yep. It's crazy. I was talking to him a little bit, and in that interview he mentioned um, how many times they've been second, you know, with, with Seeley and with Shane and, and with Nelson, and it's like, man... Um, so close, you know. You feel like you do one, but you never do anything in the sport of motocross. Well, it just shows you just how tough it is to win one of those championship plates. And hey, it makes Mitch. You... Remember, Mitch, Mitch dominated and then didn't change much. And it was just, yeah. they got second and third and injured and this and that, you know, and you're going, here's the, the greatest independent team in motocross history. And they couldn't, they couldn't buy a victory for a while. Mm-hmm. At least they're back. Yep, tough work. Um, I want to mention real quickly the Over the Hill Gang. They are holding the Tom White Memorial Race uh, July 7th at Glen Helen. And if you've never been to an Over the Hill Gang race, 30 plus, which means it's a great bunch of dudes. There's no egos. It's Everybody's got to go to work the next day. So it's just a lot of fun. They run long motos. The track will be the full uh, main track at Glen Helen. Uh, go to OTHGMX.com, OverTheHillGangMX.com, and check that out if you're interested Super fun race and a super cool group of guys to race with. I raced those guys for years, dude. It's for fun. Like 15 years I raced. I've been over yeah. the hill that long. I've been, I raced them forever. <laughs> You're aging you went over the hill buddy. and came back. Yeah. yeah. You're, back. You're already down the hill. I'm, da- oh, I'm, yeah. I'm far down yeah. the hill now. Um, yeah, they're a lot of fun. I, I would say if somebody's looking to, to get into low-stress, low-pressure racing, the fire and police stuff, there are civilian classes. A lot of people don't realize that. It's super chill and relaxed. Kids race free. And uh, these over-the-hill gang races are fun, too. So check them out. That's our show, folks. I really want to thank our sponsors, PowerDot. Check out PowerDot.com. 
Type in Whiskey Throttle at checkout to get 20% off. Method Race Wheels, Troy Lee Designs, Decal Works, Dunlop, four-wheel parts, Adidas Pro Circuit, Nihilo Concept Specialized, and Racer X. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next week. Again, if you're going to Redbud, stay tuned to our Instagram page for details there. We're going to be having a live show Friday night with Mike LaRocco. That's going to be fun. We haven't heard from him in a while, so yep. I'm excited. The Rock, and uh, there will be plenty of drinking in parking lot B. Please don't throw bottles or rocks at us on stage. Uh, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think I'm going to do the 125 All-Star Race there. So Ooh. I got to start training. I got to start training. All I, got, right, I got a month. All right. Who's going to be a pit border? I'll do it. Donnie's in. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie's I'm my there. pit crew. Yeah, yep. yeah. All right. I'm going to sh I'll shoot video and You and don't want me to pit board because I'll just bitch the whole time. Yeah. What will you say? Wake up, sleep tonight. Because okay. you'll be riding around like you're a I'm gonna, I'm going to draw pictures of penalization. Pen penalized? Getting penalized? Yes. Oh, analyzed. Ooh. Oh, man. All right. This is devolving. <laughs> Thanks for watching the Whiskey Throttle Show. We'll see you next week. Cheers.